0: The 4th Watch starts now.
1: You're listening to Omega Frequency with BDK on the 4th Watch Radio Network. You are listening to Omega Frequency. This is a podcast about the beginning of the end. I'm your host, BDK. Welcome to Omega Frequency, the origin story. Welcome to the special bonus edition of Omega Frequency. Omega Frequency is dedicated to encouraging the remnant bride of Christ and proclaiming the return of Yeshua the Messiah, as king of kings and lord of lords this is your first time checking out the podcast then thank you so much for taking the time to download this week's episode i hope that it'll be a blessing to you and if you're a returning listener then thank you so much for coming back and supporting this podcast if you've enjoyed this episode you can listen to new episodes when they air on mondays and you can do that by subscribing for absolutely free on itunes or you can listen on demand anytime you want by visiting our podcast archives over at omegafrequency.com. We're also blessed to be part of the 4th Watch Radio Network. If you visit fourthwatchradio.com, you're going to be able to check out a wide variety of episodes that cover paranormal and prophetic topics from a biblical worldview and perspective. And if you listen to podcasts on the go via a smartphone, please consider downloading the official 4th Watch Radio app for absolutely free in either the Apple or the Android app store. That way, every time a new show is uploaded, it will instantaneously be downloaded to the in-app player, and you're never going to miss an episode of either Omega Frequency or the fourth watch again. Well, everyone, our very next episode is officially episode 100, and it's going to investigate how current world and religious events could provide the framework for the false prophet to rise to power and anoint a new age Messiah. Will the world receive this savior as its messianic king, or will he be earth's final pharaoh? Join me next week and find out. Now I know that normally when you do a milestone edition of a podcast, such as episode 100, you usually don't do heavy investigative episodes that might be a wee bit controversial. You usually do more of a lighter episode, kind of like a celebration episode where you just look back and reminisce a little bit, or maybe you bring on a bunch of guests to look back or talk about the show. And I kind of still wanted to do that. So I'm going to do that by interjecting this bonus episode into the mix because I do think it's important. I think it's important to take a moment and just be thankful to God for all of his many blessings. He has been gracious enough to humbly use this podcast to reach and encourage people far beyond what I imagined when I started this. The Frequency family is growing week by week, and we have thousands of faithful listeners from around the world. And from them, I receive a lot of questions, I receive a lot of correspondence on a day-by-day basis, and a lot of the theological questions that you guys ask get answered by Phil Baker and I on our Ready With an Answer episodes. However, I do get a lot of questions on how the show came to be. Like, what's the meaning behind the name of the show? Where did you guys come up with the artwork? Does the artwork have hidden symbolism in it? Then I also get asked, like, do I see Omega Frequency as a podcast or a ministry? Why am I podcasting instead of doing a more traditional form of the Fivefold ministry? How do I choose the show's topics? And kind of the biggest question of all that I get asked pretty much on a daily basis is, Who are you? Why do you call yourself BDK and what does BDK stand for? Well, to help me unpack all of that, I'm joined by my best friend, Kurt Lee. He has been working behind the scenes of Omega Frequency from the very beginning. And together we will share Omega Frequency's origin story. And we're also going to look ahead to what lies after episode 100. Many of these behind-the-scenes listener questions will be answered today conspiracies will be addressed, and the mystery of the name BDK will be explained. So without any more gibber jabber on my part, I'm going to bring on Kurt and welcome him from his usual place behind the curtain to his very first public appearance on The Frequency. Welcome to Omega Frequency, Kurt Lee. How you doing this evening, my brother?
0: I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I'm 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 on the frequency.
1: You are on the frequency for a change. Usually, this is the guy behind the curtain, directing everything, making sure everything goes off without a hitch, inspiring, just uh, doing a lot of little things behind the scene that no one really ever gets credit for. Um, this is kind of going to be, like I said in the introduction, more of a theology light episode we may talk about some things that are theology based but more than anything we're just kind of celebrating this episode 100 that's coming up and we're taking some time to do something that we don't do a lot of which is talk about omega frequency in general and there's questions that our listeners have always had about omega frequency about who i am about the process of how it started And there's all these different things that we just kind of want to share the story of how it all came about and kind of where it's going to go after episode 100. So thank you for coming on. Um, This is going to be interesting, Van. If this was a comic book, this would be our origin story, right?
0: Our our secret origin.
1: Our secret origin, issue zero.
0: I I almost forgot to speak there. I'm I'm so used to listening to the podcast and not being on it that I was just going along listening to you talk. (laughs)
1: awesome man well i'm sure a lot of people do not know you i would hope not (laughs) yeah you're just one of these dudes who who's like hey let's make this happen and it's like he's this guy is like the most legit um just authentic guy you're ever gonna meet he's not in this for any glory or any fame or any fortune he just he just wants to see omega frequency succeed and He just wants to be a very good friend, and that's why he is my best friend. And I take crap for saying that all the time because people are like, hey, your wife needs to be your best friend. And I'm like, (laughs) nope, she's my wife. (laughs) Like, as cool as you are as my best friend, man, like my wife, she's going to be like someone I can't walk away from. But, like, you've never given me that reason to walk away. So True, true. So for people that don't know you or what you do, um i'm going to give you that chance to explain that and then this is going to be kind of a little different because not only is it just going to be a conversation between two good friends but we're going to answer some questions and kurt's kind of kind of lead this so he's going to be like um interviewing me for a change so this is gonna be a little different for me too man so uh why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself what you do for the frequency
0: sure sure all right um yeah this is uh this is, it's a little different being on this side of things here. I have, I've listened to several thousands of hours of podcasting. Uh, I know a little bit about the ins and outs, but, uh, it's, it's surely another thing being on the microphone here. <laughs> uh, what, what do I do for Omega frequency? Okay. Well, um, I, uh, I I'd like to think of myself as your brand manager and I, and I don't think of that in any sort of CD commercial way, but just making sure that you're able to get your podcast out there to those that need to hear it or and want to hear it. So I, I kind of helped you come up with the name, the logo, uh, setting up the websites, social media accounts, uh, also wear the IT hat. So I, uh, always looking at tweaking and trying to make things, uh, easier, better, uh, which, which is all the under the hood stuff. So you, I'd like to think of it as a, if, uh, like, like a, like an automobile race, I'm, I'm the pit stop crew and, uh, and you're the guy behind the car with the steering wheel drive, driving the car to the finish line there. Um, so yeah, I, I, I set things up. I, I, I work on tweaking features and, uh, we, we got some stuff later to talk about tonight about, uh, where, where, where we're headed, but, uh, I also like to think of myself as quality control. Uh, I listen to every episode that you put out. And uh, I also try to think of myself as the guy who reins in all the shenanigans if uh, <laughs> if you're going too far.
1: <laughs> and
0: sometimes you do. <laughs> sometimes before, sometimes after. Uh, sometimes I, I hear it when everybody else does, and uh, you know it, it's it's like what where, where are you going? <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's kind of what I what I do, do for Maker Frequency.
1: It's a blessing that you do do it though because. You know, there's a lot of intricacies that a lot of people don't understand when it comes to podcasting. A lot of people just assume that maybe it's just a guy in a microphone or a guy on Skype talking to another person and then you just hit record. There's like a whole process that goes into this and um, it's different than having a radio show. It's different because it's on demand and it's different than you know, like a radio station picking you up and giving you a show. You have to promote things. You have to be present on social media. You have to have a website that works. Like, you can produce content. Anyone can get on a microphone and record something. Um, That's pretty easy to do nowadays. But then editing it and just putting that um, product out there so that people can find it. Otherwise, you know, it's just all signal and noise, man. There's just a ton of content out there. And when you first came to me and was like, hey, I think you should be doing a podcast and we'll get into that story in a little bit, um, I don't think I could have done it without you because like, yeah, I can get on a microphone and I can, you know, produce content, but wrapping my head around, okay, well, we need a domain name and we need to have this social media present. You need to get a Twitter account and you need to get a Facebook account and you need to get... um a website that works and you need to have an email and it should look like this. And this is how you traverse the, the waters of social media because like the thing that you guys don't understand about Kurt is he is a technology geek, right? And I, I love technology. I can appreciate technology, but he's the gatekeeper of technology. So like, I don't understand technology until this dude pulls me aside and says, Hey BDK, check this out. Cuz I I'm more of like the 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 paper guy. I'm more of like uh the old school cassette guy. Like you were listening to CDs years before I even upgraded from cassettes. You know? Or and then like when I finally was rocking as my own CD player, you were like, "Hey, check out this iPod." You know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes yes i I think I introduced you to podcasting too. I think you were like what what's a podcast and, what's a uh, podcast and look at you now uh it's 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 amazing to see how much it's grown.
1: well, it's crazy because like you know we come from a little bit different background but yet similar backgrounds, and it's like you know we both have a lot of interests as far as like video games, comic books, football, you know just things that we bond to on a bro level, but like My stricter religious upbringing and my very uh, fundamental, like especially when I got into ministry, like we weren't even allowed to go go into movie theaters at times. Right. So like if if we were if we were watching a movie like we'd have to I'd have to sneak out and watch it, you know, or um, me being on AM radio was really important because I thought that's what you did. And we, we we would record our our sermons on cassette tapes and trade cassette tapes or sell cassette tapes even in the church so like this whole thing of technology like i came from a very closeted tech technological place and like now like i very rarely read pen and paper books everything's digital so it's like he, he just kind of got me hooked up with a whole ecosystem and a workflow that really makes my life awesome especially like apart from podcasting like when this dude talk to me about like getting an iPad. Like we we got iPads like I think when they first came out, right? I mean you did?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think you as well. Yeah, we were both uh pretty pretty close. I know I know I had a first generation one. I th- I think you did as well.
1: Yeah, we jumped on it real quick like and um I basically was sold on it cuz you told me about like imagine having Bible software. <laughs> At your fingertips.
0: <laughs> it, it's pretty amazing what, what what you can do nowadays. And uh, I'm like
1: Bible software. Yeah. You had me at fingertips. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to go and buy all the books. You
0: can get them right here while you're home. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 quite a digital revolution we've gone through just in the last ten years. Uh, and it's it's been nice being able. I, I I like to be able to be kind of that tech guy. Am I? friends and family's lives. i love to be able to give them the power and the freedom and, uh, to express themselves in different ways and just make their lives easier. Uh, you know, my, my wife's grandmother, we got her an iPad a couple of years ago and it's, it's been a real life changer for her. She can never wrap her head around using a desktop computer, but uh, you give her a tablet and now she's has the Bible uh, reading to her. She's got uh, family photos sharing between everybody. She's On Facebook. I mean, it's it's such a game changer. So I'm I'm really really happy to have been able to help you out like this and and just Able to see it grow the way it has
1: Yeah, and it's cool too because like I was a complete Facebook noob Um, I don't understand any of the rules of how you interact with people on Facebook like this whole this whole concept of Facebook and social media was very new to me too. But it's like such an awesome platform because you can literally take a message and slingshot it around the world and meet people from around the world and create such a awesome connection with people just through this social media. But if I didn't have a guy like Kurt in my life, and I mean, like, you don't understand me. Like, this guy is so patient. Like, I can call him up at, like, any time of the day. And even if he doesn't get back to me right away, he's like always there to be like, oh no, you need to do this, you need to do that. This is how this works. This is why your computer's not working. Like he helps me out on so many levels. But like he's the dude that pulls me back from the shenanigans and keeps me from starting flame wars on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I uh, as much as I, I love to help you with the technology, I I, I do keep you uh, humble as well. I I try to. Not, not that you're not humble, but uh, just keeping you kind of in check because uh, sometimes the, the the flame wars can go pretty pretty bad pretty quick. So I I tr- try to keep a few basic rules on social media. Don't don't say anything you wouldn't say to somebody's face. Uh, sometimes people are just angry. Let them be angry, and you, you can't try to put out a fire with anything. Just let it burn out. You live by those those rules on social media, you'll 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 stay sane and healthy.
1: I think the best one you told me was just because you can comment on something doesn't mean you have to.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, and sometimes if one the minute you comment once uh every time you don't comment is commenting. So, and th- that's usually just with the negative stuff. Obviously, there's a lot of positive things on social media with rhythm maker frequency and and uh, it it's been kind of interesting too just watching that grow. It's it's kind of interesting. It's it's really more than just a podcast. And that that's always kind of been my hope for this, that it would grow into a small community like it has.
1: Yeah. That's the amazing thing about it because it turned into just basically a community where I've met a lot of cool people and I get to minister to a lot of cool people and it's, it's pretty awesome, dude. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So yeah, this dude keeps me from flaming out. Um, I've, I've now learned how to responsibly manage social media um, so that's good. Like the first time someone ever said something stupid to me, I was like, I, I, like I dial him up right away. Like, you won't believe what this idiot's saying about me. I didn't totally mean it that way. He's taking me out of context. Like I'm going to war. And he's like,
0: no, no, he, may, he or she may not be an idiot. They just might be upset that you don't know the situation. There's, there's always the context around everything. So, uh, but uh, but yeah no it's it's really grown into something uh, positive for the for the most part and uh, yeah I, I look forward to keeping that sort of being part of the mission statement as we move forward. Definitely. So uh, maybe we should do a little little backstory, uh, kind of how we met and and uh, how how it started from meeting each other to getting up to uh, what's well, a podcast.
1: Definitely yeah let's kick off this origin story.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so BDK, where did, where did we meet? Do you, do you remember? I do remember. It was a long time ago, so it was more than half our life ago.
1: We worked at a pizza hut together. We slaying pizzas. Uh, we, we cooked did. pizzas. We served pizzas. You were a server slash cook. Um, I was a cook slash manager, and we pulled mighty awesome shenanigans um,
0: Way too much freedom for a for a corporate chain that we
1: have, yeah, I'm the world's worst manager <laughs> oh. well I, I I got better as I went later on in life, yeah. but like back then we were pretty young, and it was like, you're giving us the keys to the kingdom like this <laughs> is this is awesome, like we did we we showed up for work on the premise that yeah, we had to put in like eight or nine hours to close up the store. <laughs> we we would put in the 8 or 9 hours so that we could have fun like after the store closed basically
0: there are several several shifts where we spent more time together after work uh and not just us but everybody but uh yeah then we did working those uh really were the good old days you don't you don't think about it at the time but uh that was that was a lot of fun
1: yeah it was a lot of fun
0: but uh yeah yeah we were we were teenagers i mean y- you were probably i think 19 i was 17 or 18 at the time. So it was, uh, you were past some of your darker shenanigans at that point. I think you were already saved at that point. And, uh, and it was, that yeah, was, it was interesting. Those, those were good times, but, uh, yeah, we, we had, you know, our common interest. Uh, we just kind of synced up. We met and had the same taste in music and movies and comic books, video games, uh, sports for the most part. Uh, there's a couple of things we disagree on, but, uh, yeah. And then it, it was, it was kind of, kind of funny. We, we found out our, uh, my father's from the same town that the pizza it's in and our, our dads actually knew each other growing up. And as far as in the church, uh, scouts and, and things like that. So I always, we always got that sort of, we're like second generation friends in a weird kind of way. I always kind of like that about
1: us. And we didn't even know it, man. Not, not for several years later. Yeah. No, I think it was uh, even sooner than that because, like, I remember – oh, maybe it was. I remember coming over to your house for the very first time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you had just gotten the Sega Genesis, and you were like, (laughs) we're going to play some Sega Genesis, and we're going to watch Fantastic Four on Laserdisc. I got the bootleg (laughs) copy that never got released, man. That that wasn't on Laserdisc. That was a VHS bootleg. Oh, was it? Because you were the only dude that I knew that had the Laserdisc also.
0: But I did have a Laserdisc player, and we watched – yeah, what did we watch? I, I don't remember. I, I had several Laserdiscs, but it, there's nothing like flipping a movie three or four times throughout.
1: <laughs> I just remember, like, chilling in your bedroom, though, and we're playing on the Sega, and we're, you know, like, the night is just starting, and all of a sudden your dad just walks into the bedroom in his underwear and a, and a T-shirt, and he has, like, a block of cheese in each hand, and it's like... <laughs> And that's like, that's like, that's like your dad, dude. It is so awesome. Cause he's just like the funniest dude and the, just the most realest dude you'll ever meet. And he just walks in and he puts one of the block of cheese out, like wipes his hand on his shirt, just the hand out <laughs> for the shake. And he's like, Hey, how you doing? And I'm like, I'm doing good. He's like, what's your day? But I'm like, I told my dad, he's like, you wouldn't be related to so-and-so. And I'm like, that was my dad. And he was like, no, like me. Me and your dad were like awesome childhood friends. We were thick as thieves. We were in scouts. We were running the whole thing, and it was like, "Whoa!"
0: <laughs> oh, it was crazy. Yeah, I my dad's kind of the Wisconsin's Homer Simpson.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a great way of putting it. <laughs> not, back. not
0: too far off of it. <laughs> but yeah, there were lots of nights of that: eating pizza, playing Genesis, uh, playing football games, and
1: watching independent movies,
0: watching independent movies. Uh, on, on laser uh, just, just, you know, the stuff you do as teenagers, early twenties. So kind of bonded over, over that. And, uh, yeah, it just kind of, kind of grew from there. So it, uh, and then we, we did, uh, kind of, it, 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 this is all pre social media days. So obviously, you know, um, you got a little more involved, not, not that I was, I mean, I'm, I'm religious, but, uh, not you, you kind of, went into more of a you got more serious about it into your 20s and uh i mean we still were in touch but not as not as much for a few years
1: yeah we uh both were doing schooling we we had different paths um that kind of well similarly came back together too i mean like you went to school for film um for video production audio production like everything that that you're really inspired by everything that you're really um basically driven to create like we we both share like in our hearts are telling stories or you know things like that but like how do we express our creativity like I do it more through preaching and podcasting and things like that and you do it more through visual storytelling so you went off to a whole other state
0: to yeah. to do yeah.
1: school and you were gone and this was like this, you know, cell phones didn't it really weren't popular.
0: It was still 1-800-COLLECT and long distance. And-
1: yeah. So it's like writing letters and stuff like that. Yeah. And then like I got, that's when I decided I was going to Bible college. So then I went off to Bible college and then I got super consumed in religion. And like, like you said, uh, yeah, I was, I was pretty hardcore.
0: <laughs> um, you, you don't, do, you don't do anything halfway.
1: No, I don't. I mean, like, we could sit here and talk all night about some of the crazy times that, uh, some of the crazy things I used to do, man. Yes. Like, and even he, even my, even he would still be my, like, my best friend, but even like step back and be like, dude, you're kind of, like, you're kind of going a little crazy with this. Like, uh, taking it, taking it far. Yeah. Well, when you're young, all you have is passion, right? So, like, you just you're willing to take chances you're willing to just burn as brightly as you can burn man and it didn't didn't help that um I just had that like I was just driven by it, so I would do crazy things I would put myself in crazy situations and like if you didn't know me like I was pretty much jesus twenty four seven that's like the only thing I wanted to talk about it was the only thing that I wanted to uh conversate with people It was the only thing i wanted to do you know everything else in my life was just an inconvenience past that and that wasn't a very balanced lifestyle
0: no you were on fire for the lord though in a in a for real way i mean but i it it took its toll too because yeah like you said i mean you were you were all in
1: yeah and and like i'm not saying that you shouldn't be all about jesus 24 7 it's just like I was all Jesus 24-7 to the point where it physically was wrecking me, like where I wouldn't sleep, I wouldn't eat, I wouldn't, you know, I would just, it's, I went from one ministry engagement to another, to another, to another, to another outreach, you know, travel here, travel there, uh, preach here, preach there. Uh, And then when I'm at home doing church, I'm doing church, and then I was holding down another job on top of it, and it was just, it got to be way too much. But like at the very near end of it, like we we have this story of Providence almost because it's like we meet at Pizza Hut, but our dads were friends forever. We didn't know that. Uh, we became friends, but then we we moved away from each other for a little while. We both got really consumed in our passions. And then we had like kind of like a random chance encounter. One night. <laughs> yes,
0: we did. Yes. At the uh, state fair oddly enough i i was leaving for the evening and uh i i heard i heard a, a megaphone uh preaching the, the preaching about Jesus and uh i'm like that that sounds like well who would later become bdk <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and sure enough it it was you and uh and uh yeah we uh it, I mean, it was like no time had passed we we picked up right away i mean we we had gone through life we had aged a little bit and it uh yeah i think from that point forward we we we, even though i was in and out of state a little bit we we definitely kept in touch and you know cell phones were just starting to become a thing so we were able to at least communicate a little easier
1: yeah it was crazy too because i remember that night so vividly just uh we were down at our state fair i think for the whole entire week at night just preaching open air um and we did it right too. Like we brought out a pulpit with a built-in megaphone sound system and
0: yeah, you had you literally the soapbox.
1: Yeah, we we literally turned like the public area into a church service, like preaching and all, man. But you guys, you
0: weren't pushy about it. I I just I just remember. I mean, you were going where the people were, and there was several thousands of people leaving the fair at all at the same time. Like it was. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we never got rambunctious. We never got like we weren't like the people that give street preaching a bad name. Like we weren't holding up signs that, you know, told people that Jesus hated certain people or we didn't have signs that talked about frying in hell, but we, we preached the gospel pretty hard, but we tried to be as respectful as possible. Yeah. But it just tripped me out because like I'm sitting there and preaching and I remember specifically That there were drug dealers across the street, man, doing a drug deal, and I was preaching straight at them. (laughs) (laughs) And in the middle, all of a sudden, you're like two seconds later, you're standing in front of me, and I'm like, whoa, that's Kurt. What's going on, man? (laughs) Divine intervention. Divine intervention. Yeah. Um and that's cool too because those drug dealers were getting kind of annoyed and they bounced off. So he probably <laughs> saved me from getting shot. So it was awesome. <laughs>
0: well, the Lord works in mysterious ways.
1: He does bad. He does. And sometimes he he puts you back together, man, and he uh brings you to certain places just for certain reasons. Let's let's get into um how the podcast came about. Uh sure,
0: sure. So uh I had been out of town for a while, but uh, I had Come back, and this is uh two thousand four I think and uh I think you and I just made more of an effort to spend time with each other and uh, kind of go and do things and and uh yeah, we were just hanging out and uh technology was kind of evolving. I was getting into podcast as a uh as something of just to listen to as as somebody who thought that well, this is fantastic, this is sort of like pirate radio or old cbs but now in a digital format uh even before itunes was supporting it there was software to do it so uh yeah but i don't think we had talked about it right away uh obviously it was uh, a little bit into it and i think you got into podcasting before uh before becoming a podcaster you were already listening to several podcasts cuz the idea for a maker frequency even though this we came up with it uh a while ago it it took a couple years before we Actually, we're ready to put out an episode and kind of find a format for it. But, uh, yeah, we were, uh, of, of all places at a TGI Fridays. And, uh, I, I just kind of had the brainstorm of, I think you were kind of getting the itch. You had kind of left what you were doing, but, uh, you wanted to get back into not necessarily preaching, but, uh, just having a communion with, with, with people again, being able to have conversations and, and can, and you have such unique ideas and such a unique perspective. I, I think you in particular are really good at, at reaching out to young people because, uh, not that you have arrested development, but, uh, I don't <laughs> think you have to go very far to think like a teenager. <laughs> you, uh, True, man. you, uh, it doesn't take much, man. You can definitely relate to my, on, on, on a level. And, uh, but at the same time, uh, possessing the maturity of an adult uh, enough to uh, at least pass. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so uh, yeah, I I I I just I, I was kind of getting weekly episodes of Omega frequency from just hanging out with you. I I, I kind of was getting the sort of the analog or the you know the acoustic version <laughs> of it, and I, I just felt a little selfish. I wanted to, to, you know, I still get it to this day, but I I I'm like we have to share this with the world. So, uh, that's kind of where the germ started. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, we, we kind of thought through different formats and and even what we thought we were going to do it, it ended up being something a, a little bit different. Uh, I think we originally thought of it more as a, a teaching tool than, than what it's become. And, and I'm very proud of, of what it became because this is what it should be. But, uh, yeah, we were kind of thinking of it as an end time prophecy that was something that was very important to you, especially in the times we're living in. And you wanted to kind of share that knowledge in a way. And I, I kind of was thinking of it as like, this is sort of like the church I wish I had. And, uh, that's kind of the, how, how the idea started. And we, kicked around different ideas we'd meet you know once a week or once every two weeks and it 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 wasn't like we didn't go from idea to podcast in in a week or a month it was probably i would say two or three years before we got there because we wanted to make sure when we do it that you know it's 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 right it's it's worth people's time and uh yeah it's it sort of sort of grew from there i mean is that kind of how you recollect
1: yeah it was um we were just chilling in TGI Fridays and you were like, like, I didn't know anything about podcasting at that point. Um, I had an iPad. I mean, I had the iPod, you had an iPod and I knew, I knew about the iTunes store, but like you were, you were pretty much into like the whole podcasting scene before anybody thought it was hip or cool. Like you were still there when Adam Curry was like putting his toes (laughs) in the water. Right. So like you were, you were, you had this affinity towards it. Um, you've always liked kind of like that, like your hidden uh, secret indulgence is like AM talk radio. Like, yeah. so like you kind of get that whole style and you just were like, Hey, what if you were, he, he was trying to paint this picture. Basically he painted me this picture of a kid, a teenager coming into his room, like after a really rough day, just, wanting to make sense of the world and putting on his pair of earphones and and turning on his podcast and, and just, uh, you know, going to the iTunes store and then he's hearing the message of God's word in his ear in a way that's completely neutral ground, that's completely relatable. And um, he started, like he said, like this dude got Omega Frequency in like its beta version because like, that's who I am. Like sometimes we would stay up real late nights, just sitting around talking about prophecy or sitting around talking about God or sitting around talking about what's going on in the world, you know? And, um, you explain that to me and you're like, now imagine 200 people doing that at the same time. And I was like, Whoa, like that's, that's crazy. And then as he's explaining it to me, I'm like, I see this. So then, like, I remember that you told me how I could find podcasts, and you just basically were like, like, this is what you do. You kind of, like, put things out like crack, right? So, like, <laughs> you do. He he puts out these, like, here, the first bump is free. So, like, he's like, he, he'll point me towards uh, why I should be using an iPod instead of a CD player by, by giving me a few tracks to listen to and how, you know, convenient it is. So he points me towards the iTunes store, and he's like, yeah, go through some of these things and find some podcasts that you might be interested in. And I'm like, okay, so I didn't know much about it, but um, you know, I uh, found like the Fourth Watch Radio Network, uh, Justin Fall, like he was talking about Nephilim and all kinds of crazy stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute, they talk about this kind of stuff on these uh, podcasts, like what? And so I started listening to it, and as I started listening to the Christian podcasts, like I could see myself doing it. So then I was like dude, give me a microphone. I'm doing this. Like I was super excited. <laughs> and you're like, uh, no, you don't understand, man. And like, there's like, there's a little bit more to it than this, man. So that's why it took a while because we wanted to make sure we really did it right, man.
0: Well, and, and we wanted to make sure that you didn't burn out because so many people get their enthusiasm. The podcast goes from zero to 100 instantly. And those are the people that usually do it for a couple of weeks, months. A year or two, and then are are gone uh and we we just didn't want that to happen. we really wanted this to be something solid that you were committed to and and doing that takes planning so uh it was it was sort of funneling the passion uh in into into a format that had the a chance at longevity and a chance to to keep going and the fact that you're already episode 100 or 120 if 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 you're not counting all those silly bonus episodes you yeah. keep putting <laughs> i'm i've got a little ocd so i'm i'm always like what is so bonus about this episode <laughs> <laughs> of course my my debut is on a so-called bonus episode but uh it's it's just a a, a, a format that uh, i i knew you'd be great for we just wanted to make sure that uh yeah it and and there's so much planning that goes into this podcast even on a on a weekly level that uh, a lot of people probably don't know. I mean, you don't just willy-nilly grab the microphone and and start start talking. I mean, you plan things out, you schedule uh you, you I mean, th- I'd like to take a minute maybe talk about the things I I don't do uh if I can and uh, I I don't schedule the interviews. That's that's all you i i don't uh you know i'm more the the tech side i'm not uh and the content i you run it all by me just to kind of get a feel for it but uh yeah for the most part i mean there's there's a lot behind the scenes work that you're doing just to get the get the podcast going because that that's one of the things that as the format kind of changed and you started getting into the interviews and uh, lo and behold you had a knack for it you're a phenomenal interviewer i mean (laughs) just (laughs) just great uh, and I, I didn't know you had that in you. And I, not that I didn't think you did, but, uh, it's just, it's just been s- such a great, uh, way of sort of cultivating the audience too and, and cross pollinating with, with other podcasts and authors and, and, uh, filmmakers or whoever you're bringing on this week or musicians. I mean, it's, it's just, it's kind of interesting to, to see how, how it, how it's grown. But uh, I just want people to know how much, how much how important the podcast is to you and then how much work you're putting into it to to keep it going. And I think you have the same amount of enthusiasm now, if not more than when you started.
1: Yeah, I just I didn't know that it was going to be such an intensive process. You know, it's like anyone can produce content, but like. It's managing a website. It's editing episodes. um, It's it's promoting episodes. It's posting them. It's advertising the episodes. It's um,
0: you're doing the social media posts. You're doing all the I mean, you're at a point now where you've got a nice setup. But, uh, you know, I, I help set you up and then you knock them down. You're you're editing all these episodes. So please make me sound good. (laughs) <laughs> i'm gonna try i'm gonna try uh, gonna I, I just good. feel like i'm, I'm rambling on in the, in the late hour here uh but uh yeah i i it's just it's it's been great just being able to help you and and be able to be a small part of this this machine called the omega frequency
1: well let's talk about the mission statement because because i think that's where we need to start and then we'll get into the names and the logos and all that cool stuff sure I think that was part of the whole process of it taking so long to get off the ground was just trying to define that mission statement, you know, like I, I had so many things I wanted to talk about, but I didn't know exactly how to, to really, you know, like you're famous for like, you write a mission statement down on your whiteboard and then you go back and you look at it. So like, yeah. you always keep these things in front of you, and I'm more of, like, a spur-of-the-moment seat-of-my-pants dude. So, like, you were teaching me, be like, no, man, like, write a mission statement down. What do you want Omega Frequency to be? And, like, you guys that listen to Omega Frequency know what it is. It's the thing I say at the beginning of every single episode. It's, uh, you know, we're dedicated to encouraging and equipping the remnant bride of Christ, proclaiming the return of Yeshua, the Messiah, as King of Kings, and Lord of Lords, and everything that an episode is should kind of fall within those parameters. Like if we're answering questions, we're encouraging and we're equipping people because we're answering their questions. If it's a bride boot camp, then we're encouraging and we're equipping. If I'm doing an episode where we're talking about Bible prophecy or um, I'm bringing on guests to talk about Bible prophecy, then we're proclaiming the return of Yeshua, the Messiah as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So... That's where it was currently, but be- when it first started, it was a completely different sort of animal altogether. It was basically a news show. Like, I would discuss, like, one or two, um, current events, and then I would give some commentary on them, and then I'd do a little Bible study at the beginning of the show, and then, like, a little preaching at the end. And it was kind of really just like a hodgepodge almost, you know? And, uh, it, it morphed over time. And the reason it morphed was because I had such an awesome soundboard to kick things back and forth with, um, you you helped teach me how to listen to my audience to find out what they wanted, how to, um, you know, to, to, to understand the email and the messenger from Facebook and whatnot and to listen to the audience and be like, no, they want actually for you to start doing this and to do this. And they're asking you to reach out and interview people. And it's like, okay, well, let's do that then. And then the show totally became something completely different, man.
0: And I, I think it found what it needed to be. It, it became what it was always supposed to be. And, and I think you're in a kind of a good spot now, even though it's it still has potential to, to, to evolve a little bit. Um, but, uh, I, I feel like it, it became the show it was supposed to be. I mean, you, uh meeting phil baker i mean the chemistry you two have uh on are ready with an answer it's it's phenomenal i there's no way to sit down and, and plan that and throw it up on a whiteboard i mean that's just something that happens and uh and that, that's great i mean it's just the 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 rec- reoccurring guest and 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 just uh it's it's and it's it's great how it's all kind of found its its way
1: yeah, it's, it's awesome, man. It truly is. So, um let's talk about the name, dude, because a lot of people either love that name or they hate that name. Who hates that name? I get I get uh <laughs> there is no middle ground when it comes to omega frequency and the logo. So Send me all their emails. <laughs> uh
0: yeah, the the name uh the, we came up with an idea for the podcast and the format first. So uh, we kind of were kicking around ideas for a name and I, I came up with the Omega frequency cause I thought it, it sort of summed up a lot of what you were trying to say, but also a lot of who you are, the Omega, obviously Alpha Omega, the end, uh, it's a, it's a podcast about end times prophecies and the frequencies, uh, sort of, you know, we, some of that pirate radio vibe that, uh, the punk aesthetic that that you like and I like, and it just seemed to fit. It was something that I thought. uh Well, one, the domain was available. <laughs> yeah. <make> <laughs> that was part of it, uh, but it was it just had a, a bold name to it that uh, kind of summed up a little bit about what it was. But it also wasn't, and part of the mission statement, it wasn't overtly Christian as to turn people off that maybe need to hear the podcast or didn't know they would enjoy it uh, with maybe a different name.
1: Yeah. Cause my names were all super hyper religious names. Like I think yeah. one was like the rock solid report and there was like things that, you know, like obvious super, super Christian names. There's nothing wrong with that. If you have a podcast with a really super Christian name or crosses in your logo and things like that. But like, you know, not that we're trying to be seeker-sensitive like a seeker-sensitive church, but uh, we wanted to put this podcast out in the marketplace, and we wanted people to be intrigued enough to to be like, oh, what is this? Um, we wanted the logo to kind of be ambiguous that way, but yet very cool-looking. We wanted it to have a really cool name that uh, would be kind of like Indie Underground because uh, – You know, I'm a believer in the underground church. I believe that the biggest act of rebellion, the biggest countercultural revolution in the world is Christianity. So, yeah, and that's just my punk rock background. So these things, like Kurt has a very similar uh, vibe as to like the things that I like, the kind of art that I like, the kind of uh, terms I like, the kind of catchy titles that I dig. Um,
0: We we share a certain aesthetic that – I, I th- think uh, one, once I said the name I and I felt that it was right I, I think you we, we we just both shook our heads and like of course that's what it's called it's yep. the omega frequency uh and you can say cool stuff like you're on the omega you're on the frequency you know it it's just it it just had an aesthetic and vibe there wasn't any and it was just something bold and unique and indie and underground that it was just covering covering those bases and, and, and nothing against anybody who thinks there's a deeper meaning to it. But there's just that's that's pretty much where we're coming from. There's no uh, hidden message or anything in the titling of 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 the podcast.
1: Yeah. And a lot of people sometimes think that it's a bait and switch, like we're trying to purposefully be all independent and underground sort of thing. To attract a certain demographic but we're really not i mean like um that's just who i am i'm kind of like this indie punk dude i've always been that way um i'd rather be preaching on a street than in a church so and not that i have anything against preaching in church so i have done that forever but like i'm just that way man um and it worked because we have a lot of listeners who came across this show just because of that because they saw interesting artwork because they didn't know that the show was necessarily, quote unquote, this like Christian show that was going to beat them up over the head with the Bible. They just saw, hey, they're talking about uh, UFOs abducting people. And there's, there's this crazy show called Omega Frequency, like they we would attract people that were into some of these fringe movements and they would hear like guests that I would bring on and we would intelligently talk about conversations And it's not like we're hiding our faith. It's just that we're being very genuine about it. And I believe that there's places for that. Like if you're in the marketplace and you're doing like marketplace ministry, like you can talk about whatever you want to talk about. You just have to genuinely share your faith in the most authentic way possible. And people respect that. Like, and so I think You know, if we would have went with something super overtly Christian, we would have gotten a huge Christian audience. And I'd say about uh, 60 percent, 70 percent of the audience is Christian that listens to Omega Frequency. But there's that 30 percent of the people that listen that are not saved, that, you know, write. And if you listen to the Ready With an Answer episodes, they write in questions that aren't from a saved perspective. They just want to know about God. Um, They want to know about Bible prophecy. They want to know about a lot of things. And so it's cool that they feel comfortable enough to download something and to check it out. And once they do that, that's awesome because I'm really confident in the message that we're able to deliver. And I'm really confident in the way that we're able to deliver it.
0: No, uh, absolutely. But but I also that was a concern for us from the beginning too was going with this name this logo we are probably going to attract a a more of a conspiratorial type audience just based off the name uh so you were able to sort of take your christian listeners but also have uh have those i mean so it was something we've we've we thought about from the beginning. It wasn't like we weren't aware of what was going to happen, calling it the Omega frequency.
1: And so how did you come up with the logo?
0: Uh, the logo, uh, <laughs> several, several hours of free time thinking about it, thinking about it in the shower, thinking about it at the airport, thinking about waiting in line for groceries, uh, just trying to come up with something that was unique, uh, that covered that aesthetic that you and I are such a big fan of that sort of indie uh, underground type look. Uh, so many podcasts do like the headphones, but uh, I felt like the radio tower might be played out a little too much, but it still has that indie vibe. And it we were able to uh, come up with sort of a, a, a faux Omega logo out of the lightning bolts and the crescent, uh, uh, the broadcast coming out of the tower. So once, once I – came up with the lightning bolts and the crescent kind of making a omega logo uh i kind of felt like we're on the right right path and then keeping it sort of in the black and the white the light and the dark i i thought it had not just an indie vibe but kind of played off of the themes of the podcast as well uh it's a lot about finding the light and staying out the dark so uh i kept kept those colors in there and we kind of made a few tweaks to it but for the most part it's uh i feel like it's been beneficial in its work for the last 100 plus episodes
1: and we're going to be tweaking it for the next 100 which we'll talk about in a little bit
0: yeah i felt like it was time for an update uh and not not changing it too much but uh as, as somebody who listens to several podcasts uh i li- like to when I look at the logo in a player, whether it's, uh, Apple's podcast app or Overcast or something else, it, uh, the crescent and the bolts get washed out a little bit. They're a little too thin. Uh, the name doesn't read. So I'm just making some, uh, tweaks to the logo that, that'll just look nicer when you're uh, listening to it in whatever your player of choice is. So, uh, episode 100 seemed like a good spot to start make that change.
1: Nice. Yeah, it's really cool that we're making that update. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. It's like being a fan of the medium of a podcast is important. And, like, Kurt's definitely a fan of the podcast medium, so he knows what looks good in players. He knows what, you know, people are looking for when they listen to podcasts. He uh, knows all that, and he turned me on to podcasts, and then I became a very good fan of the medium of podcaster, and I consider myself a podcaster because I'm a fan of that medium and so we set about with this you know it took us two years to put out the first first episode, and then, like I'd say, about six months later, seven months later, after this thing began to grow, we were chilling in a Starbucks, and it's like we always seem to be chilling in some sort of crazy restaurant or some sort of coffee house
0: you know as 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 punk and you and I like to think we are we we do sort of end up at a at a Starbucks enjoying a nice iced coffee
1: so that's what happens when you start <laughs> off as a young punk and then you hit your forties, uh-huh. right? So that's we, like
0: we, we we have uh we've aged a little bit, so uh, we've we've mellowed out. There was a, there was a, if you had told me in my twenties or thirties, I'd be hanging out of Starbucks. I I probably would have said, "Are you crazy?"
1: I like but, to consider uh, us the elder statesmen of the old school punk movement. So
0: <laughs> fair enough.
1: But we were we were chilling and we were looking at statistics because like I didn't know how the statistics thing worked in our uh we we basically we use Lipsyn, right so
0: yeah yeah and they seem to be the the standard f- for podcasting and there it just as far as being having a safe way of of hosting and keeping it up and then as as well as like. Uh, getting the the data and I, I what what happened was we were in that starbucks and i think you were looking to put out another episode in that month um so i upped our uh, uh our our bandwidth but in in doing so it gave us access to more uh data as far as like who's listening and from where because up to that point all we really had was you're getting this many downloads and uh that that's great and and we're excited about uh, who's who's how many people are listening, but it's a collective it's not really individuals and uh by by changing our lips implant, we were able to actually see uh who was listening f- not not their names but seeing individually who was listening from where so we, we were able to finally kind of see little dots on a map as far as your episode was downloaded in this country or this this area this state, and all of a sudden what was just a number of listeners is now like real real people on a map little dots representing the listeners and uh it was it was kind of a just an awe inspiring moment for both of us really
1: yeah i'm not going to lie dude i i cried a little bit when i saw it man yeah
0: yeah it was it was definitely uh, it was definitely i mean you could see the lives you were touching like all of a sudden it was uh like like it, it it's for some reason it it became real at that point uh, it, it just, it, it was just neat to see like, Oh, look, we're, we've got like as many listeners in Ireland as we almost do in America. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, it's just, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was pretty phenomenal at that point. It was, it was just, yeah, I, I kind of, we've had a moment there, like this, this is a real thing it's and it's working and there's, I mean, there's people listening. um And I know you, you would, talking to that microphone if there were 200 people listening or 2000 it doesn't really matter uh but it was kind of nice to and this was a little bit before the social media stuff was really taken off the podcast was still relatively new but but old enough that we were able to, to see people listening in different countries
1: well what got me really jazzed up and i think what kicked off the social media phase of omega frequency and when omega frequency really hit its stride was once we saw that people in China were listening and people in Ireland were listening and Africa were listening and America I mean just like all around Australia. the world Australia yeah. we saw all these people and we're like oh my goodness like i thought maybe it was a handful of people here or there like as an evangelist a former evangelist like i would have to like either jump on a plane or you know take a bus or drive miles so that i could preach for a minute or two but i was putting out these podcasts and i was reaching more people than i ever did in a traditional ministry and you said well you know the next step is you need to get on social media and find out who these people are so that you can meet them contact them yeah so that you can hear their stories and so that's when you know we jumped on facebook we started joining groups we started posting in groups uh we started uh Stepping up our Twitter and our Tumblr presence, we started basically just putting things out there to, and and uh, hyping the email and stuff like that. Just inviting people to, to you know, talk back to us kind of like so that we could hear, so that we could put names to those dots basically. And so that we could hear, you know, like who was listening? Was it a teenager in Ireland that was listening or was it an old grandma in Ireland that was listening? And that's when things got really crazy because like I was blown away by all the young people that were listening, all the young people that were messaging me, all the young people that were emailing me, all the young people that were just just jazzed, basically, that that there was this podcast out there talking about these things and in a way that was just kind of very non-traditional from what they would be drugged to church to hear. And uh we got some just crazy, crazy testimonies of, of, uh, parents that would write saying, um, you know, like I drag my son and daughter to church and they don't get anything out of it. And it's like, it's, I'm really struggling. And you know, it's a long drive to like, we're driving, we're sharing custody and we're driving back and forth. And it's a two hour drive. And, and, um, you know, I try to listen to the podcasts that I like and like my son or my daughter, they just, They don't have any interest in it. But if I turn on Omega Frequency, like, they'll just, their ears perk up. They become super engaged. They uh, make sure we pause it when we get out. It's the first thing that they want back on in their car when they drive back. And it was like, I started hearing this, and that's when I got passionate. That's, like, when I got really passionate to podcast, because then it was more than just me and a microphone. This was us actually seeing Fruit from that mission statement, you know, like we had sown behind the scenes for like two years and then almost another six or seven months with podcasting. And now the fruit was starting to come in. People were writing and saying, you know, uh, we're we're giving our lives to Jesus. Uh, Like when we started putting the gospel message at the end of every episode, right? Like people would write in uh, like we had people that would be driving in a car. Um, We had I had one person write in and they were driving to a new age meeting right at a book, at a bookstore or a book club or something. And they, it was like it had, it was somewhere in Arizona. There was like, it was, it had like a native American sort of like tie to it. And they were literally driving to this new age meeting at this bookstore to channel or whatever they were going to do or hear this native American speaker. And they were listening to the Joseph Riverwind podcast on the way there. And before they got there, like the episode ended, the gospel message was given out at the end. They pulled the car over to the side of the road and gave their lives to Christ. Before they got there, they turned around and they went back home and they emailed us. And then they took that episode and they started sharing it with all their New Ager friends. So then like I would my my email would just be blown up by all these people in Arizona from this email from from this like New Age tribe asking me questions about Native American beliefs and about God. And it was crazy.
0: It's it's so amazing. I mean, you share some of these stories with me. I mean, keeping people's names private, but just telling me these stories of these people that have been touched by the podcast. And it, 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 it I, I can't get enough. I mean, it's just it's phenomenal to hear these stories of, of how it's influenced and helped people. I mean, that's really why we're doing it. I mean, it's, a, it's about saving souls
1: yeah and and encouraging people too like I get just a big of i get just as big of a charge over the salvation stories that i that I do from people that are like I was once Christian or I was living a lukewarm lifestyle and i I hear your podcast and now like I have this like desire to follow Christ and I have this desire to pray again, and what would you recommend and it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. I would have never guessed that God would have done what he did through something simple as just podcasting. It's insane, man.
0: And it's it's like you like Spider Man, great power, great responsibility. You don't take it lightly. I mean, you really go out of your way uh behind the scenes to to help these people. I mean, carry on the dialogue and, and I mean it's oh. Uh, it it's Who would have thought, like, a couple years ago, this is where it would be, that you'd be able to have this kind of effect on on people's lives?
1: Yeah, glory to God, man. I mean, that's just just like with anything, and I say it a lot. It's like you don't have to be necessarily the best at anything. You don't have to necessarily put on a show. You don't have to, you know, have everything on lockdown. I mean, like, I say like a million times. I say dude, man, way too much. (laughs) Like people think that I actually look like Ted from Bill and Ted. Like I've had people say, like, if this guy doesn't really? look like Ted from Bill and Ted, I'm gonna be shocked. Mm-hmm. Or
0: I, uh, I think you look more like Moses than you look like Ted.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, yeah, I'm a punk rock hillbilly, that's for certain. Um.
0: But this I want to bring up before I before I forget, it. it it's not about the number of listeners. Like you've never. And we we've had some serious conversations about this but it's never been about uh, tailoring the podcast to hit a certain number i mean like uh, again it's those seeing it, seeing a number of of listeners it's exciting but it's really the dots the the people that that it's it's what it's about i mean if if you say something on a podcast that somebody might take as controversial and you, we've seen listenership go down after certain episodes and go back up, but it's it's never affected uh what content or what format you want to do the show in It's always gonna be what you want it to be and and with uh no regard of losing losing listeners it it was a concern maybe briefly for us but after after a while we never you never changed anything to get listeners back and you never worried about that I, I, it's it's not about hitting a number it's it's exciting to say so many people download it and and especially in the near future now too with some of the stuff apple's imp- implementing with metadata will i even mean, be able to see what parts of a podcast people are listening to or you know for all we know they all play like the first 10 minutes and turn it off <laughs> i don't know well, i guess we'll find out but uh so that number It's, it's really about the one on one at at the end of the day. It's about having that sort of community around the podcast that, that's, and that's something we definitely want to keep growing. So I just, I just want people to know you're not, BDK is not sitting around going, uh, one more listener, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It's, 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 it's really, it's more like, Hey, I, this person reached out for help and, uh, and this person reached out and said I was crazy. Um, and for all we know, they're both right. Uh,
1: <laughs> they probably but, uh, are, <laughs> they
0: probably aren't. but it, it's really, it's really about, uh, it's, it's those stories that really get me it, it, in the beginning. It was like, Oh, that's nice. This ship's growing. It, it's always a concern in the beginning, but, uh, and, and nobody gets rich podcasting. It's not something you go into to, to make the big bucks, but, uh, and I think we're at a point now where we're just confident that there's a, a decent size audience and it, if it grows uh, over time, that's definitely what we want, and that that's great. But really, it's if if you can keep getting the message out in the way you want to do it, and keep affecting lives, uh, that that's what it's about.
1: Definitely, man. So we went over like um how the podcast started off, and we're at the point kind of like in the journey where we talked about how the podcast uh, grew like and how the different versions of the podcast came about. So as before it was kind of like a Bible prophecy centered podcast where it was like news articles all the time. Then we started doing interviews. We started mixing in some interviews at um, just kind of like based on some listener feedback. They said, how come you don't invite so-and-so on your show? That would be kind of cool if you could. Um, And it was challenging at first because like, how do you reach out to people um, that you don't necessarily know.
0: Yeah, and that was a concern, and I was, I'm curious, and I'm sure the audience is too. Like, how did you go about getting getting people on the podcast, and and did I, I, I'm sure they're wondering too? Uh, how many people told you no? I'm I'm curious about that too, because that's something that you and I really haven't discussed too much.
1: Well, the thing is, is that I'm both blessed and cursed by the type of subjects that I cover, right? So, like. If you're a show that touches on these fringe things, like I'm not going to be able to go out and get John MacArthur or, uh, you know, someone crazy, super limelight like that, right? Like I'm not going to get like your staunch conservative type big name stars to come on the show uh, just because, you know, they're like, I don't want to do a fringe show, right? But there are people that do want to, that, you know, write fringe books that are kind of experts in a certain area. So like when I go, when I go about like figuring out who I want to bring on as an interview guest, I'm not necessarily trying to fill an interview slot. I'm trying to like uh, bring on someone that knows a lot more than I do because I'm the first to admit that I don't know everything. And then I want to ask them questions about a subject so that we can all learn and grow together. The benefit of that is, is if you know, you take someone like a, like, like an L.A. Marzulli or a Mark Combs or, you know, some of these guests that I bring on or people like Dissident Prophet and things like that. That's their passion, right? They're not being rich. They're not making tons of money off of it. But their passion is exposing some of these very specific things. And like if you're a podcaster or you're an author or you're a speaker, you want to speak about these things. Like nine times out of ten, they'll talk to you anyways just because they're passionate about a subject. So I just stepped out and said, would you like to come on the show and talk about this? And sometimes people would say no. Like, who is this? We've never heard of this podcast before. And then sometimes people would be like, yeah, I'll talk about this to anyone. And then what's cool is when people start to see that you're going to treat people with respect, that you're not going to ambush them on the show, that you're not there to like trade off their name, but you're legitimately taking interest in things that people are saying. Like, I don't just invite random strangers on my podcast just to get names. Like, the people that I invite on, I've read their book. Um, so it's not like I'm trying to hawk a book or be a fanboy, but it's like I've read their book, I've listened to their music, I've uh I believe in what they're doing and so like when they come on the show, I'm going to treat them with a lot of respect like they're a guest in my house and I'm really going to talk deeply about their book. I mean, like you can tell when they just bring on the flavor of the month guests, like oh, there's a lot of podcasts like that will bring on, like, so-and-so put out a new book, so let's bring that person on. And then they just kind of bring on people as they put out books and things like that. And they don't, they've don't, they never read the book that they've had the guest on. And so, like, they're basically going off bullet points from some sort of, like, press kit, you know? And the, the conversation doesn't get really deep. It doesn't get, you know, like, no big stones get unturned. They're just basically there to hawk a book. But if you come on Omega Frequency, it's because I dig what you're saying. I dig your work. I'm very familiar with it, and I'm going to ask you questions. And nine times out of ten, it's going to paint you in a positive light because I respect the the work that you put out. I respect your material. I'm a fan of it. And so we're going to be able to have more than just a surface-level press kit, bullet point conversation. And then when you get that sort of um, reputation in the community – Then it's easier to get guests because, you know, most of these people travel in similar circles and they're like, yeah, man, we love going on Omega Frequency. And what's really cool is that Omega Frequency, my Omega Frequency family, as I like to call them, like if they haven't heard of this book or they'll go out and they'll buy books or they'll support the authors that come on, especially if they're new and they've never heard of them before. So. That's kind of how I did it. It's just I'm trying to build relationships with people, if that makes sense.
0: No, that makes sense. Once the interviews started taking off, uh, it really started, uh, the listenership went off because so and so who's a fan of this author or, or this writer, all of a sudden, like you were crossing over audiences. And in the beginning, that was one of my concerns was how, how are we going to, let people know about this podcast. We, you know, we're just a couple of guys in Wisconsin. We don't really have a marketing budget, uh, other than our social media presence. So how, how do we make people aware of our, our, our podcast or uh, I'm saying our, even though I'm a part of it, but uh, your podcast. And, uh, I, once, once you start doing those interviews, it, it, it just, it, it grew and it grew and it grew. And I think a lot of your listenership has come from, Bringing people on and and being able to kind of go on other podcasts as well, uh, you you started guest uh, hosting or being an interviewee on other podcasts, and uh, you made yourself available to those, and the listenership grew and grew out of that. So that was that was a concern in the beginning. It was like, how, how are we going to grow this thing? And then as soon as those interviews started, it was like like gangbusters.
1: Yeah, and that's where I met, like, cool people, like Sam from God's Property. I met, like, Kay from Deception Detection. I met Justin from The Fourth Watch. And it was cool because, like, it became something more than just a podcast at that point. It was, like, brothers and sisters trying to put out a similar message and to push that message. And then, like, it's totally, it's weird how God works, right? I mean, like, it's weird how, how some, I mean, like, I don't, I'm not, like you know me dude like i'm i'm kind of like one of the most you know like people would say that i have a lot of faith right that i have like that i believe for the miraculous and i believe in all this miraculous stuff and i believe in a supernatural gospel absolutely but like there you also know that there's an equal part of me that's a hardcore skeptic too yeah and like that's my balance that's like my razor's edge that i walk and i guess that keeps me out of a lot of the shenanigans that, that that you know, the deception that's going on out there and all the phony and all the fake. Because, like, I really believe in vetting certain things and I really believe that, like, if there is a natural explanation for something, we go with that first. And then if there is no more natural explanation, then then we'll look at the supernatural behind it, right? So I I get kind of cringeworthy when I say something is, like, destiny or it's, like, it's God working behind the scenes to, like, knit all these crazy moments together and it's like it's something that was just meant to be right like you know that i'm just not that type of person i'm really reserved when it comes to that um and part of that's probably my strict lutheran upbringing clashing with my you know crazy pentecostal side but you know it's crazy right like you you step into different seasons in your life you step into different moments in your life you try to do the very best with you know the calling that you have on your life. And it's not like, you know, a lot of people say, well, I'm going to go to college and then I'm going to be this. And then they get out of college and sometimes they are that and sometimes they're that for a minute and then there's something different. And life to me has always kind of just been a journey. It's like every little piece in my life is just another building block towards this. But like this whole friendship that we had, our dads were friends, we didn't know about it. We met in a pizza hut. Like we became friends. Then we... You know, our lives took different turns, but then we came back to being friends, and this podcast starts, and, like, I was in a dark place, like, when you came back at one point, because, you know, like, I was questioning a lot of my faith, I was questioning a lot of, I was sick and tired of church, I was sick and tired of churchianity, I was sick and tired of just this, I was a broken person just because I had burnt myself out, pushing myself way too hard, and going, like past the calling of what God had called me to do. I was pushing past it. And when you push past something, sometimes the anointing is not there to carry out that task. The fuel is not there to do something that's beyond what God is calling you to do. And that's God's way of letting you know that you need to stop. and You need to take a break. and You need to focus and you need to refocus. And so like all these things come together. And in the end, like, these are just steps of confirmation that I'm on the right path because it's really crazy. Like we're sitting in that TGI Fridays and you introduced me to podcasts. And one of the first podcasts that I listened to that, that makes me a fan of the whole entire medium of podcasting that, that makes me say, you know what, I can do this. I can envision myself doing this was the fourth watch. Right. And then like, who would have ever guessed I'd be on the fourth watch radio network. Yeah. You know, and I'd be, I'd be co-hosting shows or I'd be producing shows if Justin can't do one on a certain week. Like I've, I've stepped in and I've done actual guest shows and it's really trippy to be able to be editing a fourth watch show from my home, you know, I'm putting together one and it's crazy. It's like these little confirmations that, that, you know, you're on the right path. And I, and I guess for anyone that's listening, it's cool to see that, from where we are a hundred some episodes in but before episode one even popped off two years previous to that while we're exploring all of this and while we're trying to figure out what this is going to be we would have never saw that hundred year or that hundred episode mark in the way that it would have shaken out all we knew was that we, we had to take one more step this week than we took last week right we knew we had to write yeah. one more name up on the whiteboard we knew that we had to kick around one more idea and if we're faithful to god in just these little little things and we're just tenacious in our pursuit of it and we say you know what this is worth it we're not going to give up god can do amazing things just through simple acts of obedience it's just being diligent enough to get caught up in the grind and just to keep working its way through and then it's kind of cool to sit back on milestones like this and just kind of celebrate you know that God has done good things.
0: No, absolutely. And, and just uh, as you were going through it, I, just being able to have that flexibility, like to have a plan, but then to be able to deviate from it, uh, to let let the podcast become what it, it needed to be and, and evolve the way it needed to change uh, to become what it is. Because like you said, I don't think at episode one uh, we, we – kind of see that it would take this shape at episode 100 or plus episodes it's 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 kind of kind of it's just fascinating to to see it's it's change over over the last couple years i i do have a quick question or i had a, a thought like given where you were at the time that you kind of started working on omega frequency and there was a lot of passion in those two years leading up to it where do you think you would be without the podcast? That's something I've I've thought about a little bit for you as far as and, and maybe a little bit for us too. But uh wh- where where do you think you would be right now? Like would have God called you to do something else? I mean, you're you're so tailor-made for this podcast for for podcasting that I can't imagine you not doing it. Uh but I'm ju- I'm just curious like where you think you might be if because this has become such a large part of your life over the last couple of years.
1: Man, that's a tough question. That's a really good question. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I honestly do not know. Um,
0: because you're one you're one of those guys that has to get it out. I mean, I do. you have you have to. I I mean, I, I I'm just knowing you and guessing. I I think you probably probably would have written something. Maybe, uh, put some try to. You know puts put like a book out, maybe,
1: yeah, I mean, like I even had a book, like there is a book floating around, like unpublished, um, I have a manuscript for a for a fiction story that if a listener were to read it, they'd be like, oh, that's totally omega frequency it's um, it's an end time story about um an alien deception, basically, so yeah, yeah. there probably would have been some of that, um. It's just interesting because the medium of print, even though I'm a big book fan, just doesn't reach people the way that podcasts or movies do.
0: Well, it's it, it's very natural to how you how how you present yourself. I mean, your your podcasts are sort of a stream of conscious uh, with with some thought, obviously, an outline put into it. But uh, yeah, books are a little more uh refined and edited down and I, I i'm just i'm just curious like i i think you're too creative to not have put that passion or energy into into something else
1: yeah i don't know what i'd be doing because i just couldn't go back to doing what i was doing you know what i'm saying yeah it's yeah. like when you're a when you're an evangelist or you're a pastor like you have to there has to be a certain amount of showmanship and i mean i guess that's really horrible to say but you have to be very professional. Like you do because you, you're 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 carrying yourself in a certain way. You can't talk like I talk, you know, in a sermon because your your audience is the church. It's like you can't, you know, it's like could you imagine like like what would have happened if I would have came in and married you guys like in the same way that I do a podcast?
0: Right. Foot Footnote, footnote, <laughs> BDK married uh, my wife and I. A couple of years, four years ago.
1: <laughs> if if I would have shown up in jeans and a T-shirt and dudeed man in the whole thing up, like you would have been like, ah, you know,
0: uh, <laughs> if I would have showed up. So I definitely bad. would have got my money's worth. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. But like, that's the thing. Like you're in a church, you have to put on the suit, you have to talk, you have to do, you know, you have to be very professional. Right. So and that's fine. If you're going to be in that sort of a calling, that's fine. But, like, there's a liberty in me being able to just come into your earphones and talk the way that me and Kurt are talking right now. Like, and just be able to conversate and be able to be freely and authentically you. And I think, like, that reaches people more than just the most eloquent wordsmanship, right? And I mean, I could be very eloquent and I could be very wordsmithish and. Like, I am a pretty intelligent dude. It's just I don't, you know, like, I don't necessarily use those tools all the time. I'd rather talk to somebody just very normally than try to be very educated and very, like, you know, polished in presenting a sermon, I guess, if that makes sense. So I don't know what I would do because, like, having the freedom to present the gospel in the way that I do through this podcast medium, I don't think I'd ever want to go back to doing it any other way.
0: Yeah, and I'd rather have a hundred episodes than a hundred pages of something. So, you know, BDK, there's a one other kind of unsung hero of a uh, Omega frequency. I, th- I think you knew I'm talking about.
1: Oh, my boy Phil Baker.
0: Your, your boy Phil Baker. I, I, I've never met him. I've never spoken to him. But I kind of think of him as like, like the the third part in the in the omega frequency uh the chemistry that you two guys have on those ready with an answer episodes are kind of becoming my my favorite episode of the month and he 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 compliments you well
1: a lot of people feel that way that that's their favorite part of omega frequency or the listener question ones um yeah it's almost like we're a boy band right we got justin (laughs) fall you uh you're the sound dude (laughs) you're you're the guy who manages the band like me justin and phil are like I'm not going to say one direction because that would be horrible. I would lose every last bit of cred that I have with yes, you. Yes,
0: yes, but but all of you guys share a certain uh, just the way you go about it is very similar, uh, but yet different enough that you all you're all very unique. Um, yes, uh, also also Justin as well. I mean, uh, I've heard you on his podcast a few times too, and, and got to listen to him and and then just the crossover between your two audiences
1: yeah it's really cool like i don't think i could do what i'm doing now without some of those dudes um definitely without justin i mean like me and him are brothers on like a a deep spiritual level like we call we talk and we sharpen iron and you know he's just more than anything he's a he's just an awesome brother right and then to have him as a ministry partner is awesome I always wanted, like, remember, like, when we first started, like, I said, eventually I wanted to do question and answer episodes. Yeah, yeah. It was always something. Or even a live call-in question or answer or something. I always liked that format. I always liked preaching and teaching in that format, too. And I just didn't, I, I wanted someone there to counterbalance me if we were going to do full episodes of questions and answers. Because, like, if it's one thing to just be there by yourself and just say what you say over and over and over again. But it's interesting to have a different take on it, a different viewpoint or a counterbalance or another way of looking at things. Um, then it becomes more of like, OK, you've asked your question. And it's not just what BDK thinks. It's what so-and-so thinks also. So you get like you get to hear another side of it or you get to hear it expounded on more fully. And it really does take a certain, a certain sort of, how would I say it? It takes like a certain sort of committed dude to hang with BDK while he's podcasting at real late hours of the night, answering questions and answers (laughs) and trying to be like the Mr. Rogers to the, Eric Cartman of the show you know what I'm saying like because I'll get crazy and then he'll have to like rein it back kind of
0: now how's he gonna take that Mr. Rogers comment dude he's like he's a
1: Texan Texas Mr. Rogers man I don't know Texan Mr. Rogers okay Texan Mr. Rogers I mean like Phil Baker is the most genuine like kindest just down-to-earth uh heart for ministry guy you will ever meet i mean this this is a dude who would just wants to serve jesus that's all he wants to do you know and he wants to do it really authentically and he's he's on a quest for truth too but, but he just has such a he has a mentorship style right he has a mentorship teaching style and he's an author he's just very well spoken so it's so important to have him those shows are not Those ready with an answer shows are nothing without this dude. I mean, honestly, nothing without this guy, because, you know, otherwise I'm just going to ramble, get off point almost every single question. And he brings kind of a legitimacy to it because he's the one that gives the well thought out answers (laughs) (laughs) and I'm the one like getting crazy with them. So, I mean, it's just it's such a unique balance. I'm just so glad. That, that God brought this dude into my life because he's just a good brother, man. He's a good brother. And, and just just a
0: comment on it, too, you guys take the questions serious. I know sometimes you there's some joking involved when you're discussing or talking about it. It's just part of the repertoire that you two have as you're, as you're going about it. But you, you really do take the, all the questions serious and you really put, uh, an effort into because there's people on the end of these questions are really looking for an answer and uh, you guys don't take that lightly but at the same time having two of you there with similar interest or similar backgrounds but also different enough that uh, it just the whole thing just uh, it, it works I, I know you and I have been talking about doing a having a Q&A for you from the beginning but our first step was to get an audience and then to have it work out where Phil comes across and the next thing you know, you two are doing it every month. Uh, who, who could have planned for that? (laughs) I mean, you can't, it's just, that's just serendipitous. It's just, it's just worked out fantastic. I mean, those are the little moments where you just think there's, there's a hand guiding this.
1: Yeah, definitely. And like, I, I, I hope he doesn't get offended with the Mr. Rogers comment. I just think that uh, two episodes ago, you're talking about his wife. Now you're calling him oh, Mr. Rogers. Yeah, it's probably uh, not good.
0: I'm just saying, it, like, <laughs> it's a little nicer to, to Phil here, man. You guys got a good thing
1: going. Yeah, but that's the thing with Phil, dude. Like, He seems like he's a serious dude, but like if you get to know him, he actually has an awesome sense of humor. He'll be super serious, but he likes to cut it up, just like, anyone else. And I think that's part of the awesomeness of the team we make in these episodes is because we can be incredibly serious one moment. We could be incredibly evangelistic in one moment. Heck one of us can be crying our brains out one moment. And then in the next moment we're cutting it up because we know when the levity has to happen. It's just it's yeah. it's amazing that, like you said, it's almost serendipitous that Phil comes on omega frequency and contributes in the way that he does because I have a chemistry with him as a as a friend, as a co-minister and we just have a natural rapport back and forth. We like to we like to joke, we like to goof around a little bit while we podcast and we just try to make it seem like we're it's almost like me and Phil are sitting on a couch talking about something, talking about these questions and we're just kind of inviting you guys in and being like, "Hey man, come sit down in this chair next to us and we'll we'll talk about this. And then hopefully you guys will get something from it, which is awesome. It's, it's informal, but he makes it very formal, right? It's a very informal approach that I take, but he brings that, that necessary class to it. Let's put it that way.
0: He he definitely classes up the the podcast.
1: Yes, sir. I am in agreement with that. So I guess this brings us to where we are presently. I mean, like that's caught everybody up on the story. Um, the next thing that we want to do before we kind of get into the future is we want to take some time to answer some non- theological questions, right?
0: These are from the audience these are from the
1: audience. Is that correct? These are from the audience or okay. they're representative of multiple questions that we get asked. Gotcha because we don't always get asked theological questions. We get asked non theological questions that wouldn't fit on a ready with an episode ready with an answer episode, right? because they're not about they're not bible questions they're just personal questions and a lot of the questions are like you know how did omega frequency start we've been talking about some of that but we get some very specific questions that are a little bit more personal that are a little bit more um non-theological in nature so for the next few minutes or whatever we're going to sit back and we're going to uh talk about some of the listener questions that we get asked um, some of them are going to be specific listener questions and some of them are kind of like a compilation so like okay. we could have like like obviously the first one we'll talk about is BDK, right? Like we probably get at least twenty to thirty people right in a week asking me what BDK is all about.
0: Yeah, this this is this is the big one in, in here. I, I've got the list in front of me as well. So I'll 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 kick it off here. The the big question everybody's wondering, what's up with the BDK? What what does that mean? What does it stand for? What what what's BDK all about?
1: Yeah, why don't I use my real name, too? I mean, like, those are a lot of the questions, and it's a cool question. Um, I've even had people that have genuinely written me, um, and it's really cool. Like, I had one person genuinely write me once saying that her and her husband listened to the podcast, they're fans of the podcast, they told me specifically what they liked about it, so they just weren't fishing for information. Uh, They told me what was blessing them with some of these episodes, and they said, you know, the one thing that... That we have trouble with is we have trouble recommending the podcast because um, we don't know who BDK is. And it sounds, you know, are you trying to shield your information? Why aren't you giving your real name? Things like that. And so they're like, unless we were to know who you were, we would have a hard time recommending the podcast. And so I would write them back and I would explain why I do what I do. And then they they would be they would respond to me. Oh, okay, I get that makes sense. Yeah, that's cool. We un- we didn't think of it that way. So why why do I use BDK? Well, dude, you probably know more about it than I do, actually, because you're the <laughs> one who gave me this stupid name. And it had nothing to do with the podcast. It's just a nickname.
0: Uh, I I call you BDK. I, I have a couple nicknames for you. Uh, I don't just call you BDK, but that is the, the preferred one. But uh it, it's it's so it's not an it's not a, a a stage name because you go by BDK to me. My my wife calls you BDK. My uh, friends that we have in common call you BDK. People say, how's BDK? What's BDK up to? It's it's just it's just a nickname. Uh, and it was one that was probably more interesting than going by your real name. And you've gone by it enough as a nickname that well it's it's just who you are so uh there's nothing sinister about it there's nothing you're hiding behind it's just it's just bdk
1: yeah i mean it's basically who i am in real life like i think it came about because i was always wearing some stupid blue jersey that said big daddy on it right
0: it is but i didn't want to give that out without you doing it
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but it was that like, it's, it's big daddy. Then like the K is part of my name as part of my legitimate yes. name. And yeah. so like, you would always call me BDK and then your yeah. wife would, well, she was your fiance at the time. She would always yeah. call me BDK. And then we had a friend who I worked with in my secular job. That was one of our friends. And then he heard that you were calling me BDK. So he started calling me BDK. And then before you know it, like my boss <laughs> at work was calling me BDK, and and, and like pretty much
0: snowballed from there.
1: Everybody called me BDK. It's like everywhere we went, it was like, "Hey BDK, BDK, BDK." My sister has called me BDK. <laughs> my mom, on occasion, calls me that when she wants to rile me up. So it's like, it's like, like the only person who doesn't call me BDK is my wife. <laughs> you know. <laughs> It might be weird because she didn't marry BDK. No, but (laughs) But like, and it's like, I have friends like, like Justin knows what my real name is and he calls me BDK, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like once people get to know me, they, they understand that I'm not trying to shield myself from people. It's just that when you have, like, I was brought up to have manners, right? I mean, I grew up in the country. I uh, was brought up uh, very religiously, but I was also brought up to be a gentleman, right? I was brought up to to show hospitality to people, that country hospitality. Um, it's just that redneck value, right? So it's like when you're close with someone, you use nicknames. And when you're trying to make people feel comfortable, you use nicknames And it's, like, I think that was, like, the whole thing with this podcast, right? I mean, that was one of the things we talked about when we were starting it was, like, what what do we want the tone of the podcast to be? Because, like, I could have gone and done a super religious podcast, right? I could have went on and done, like, a talk radio type show. I could have done a show where I came on and overproduced it and made it real slick. Um, I could have had that ultra-slick professional podcast production. It could have been like the Hagman and Hagman report. It could have been it could have been like anything. It could have been like AM talk radio. Um, You know, it could have been Rush Limbaugh. I mean, I we could have took it or I could have been like I could have came on every week and preached a sermon. I could have written out a sermon and did a sermon every week and I could have done all of that.
0: In which case you would use your real
1: name and
0: there'd be a photo of you on the cover art and it would prominently display your name and it it would be more about you, the person.
1: Yeah, but I just wanted to be not anonymous per se, but just friendly, you know, like I wanted to have the podcast where I'm inviting you in, like I said before, to my house and we're sitting down on a couch and I'm your friend. I want to talk to you, not like your pastor. I don't want to talk to you like your teacher or your prophet or your priest. I don't want to talk to you like that at all. Like, I yeah, we want to have like super deep religious conversations and whatnot, But, like, that's just who I am. So, like, I'm going to talk to my listeners. I want to show them that respect, that familiarity. And so I started saying, hey, I'm BDK. Like, that was my way of inviting you guys into my world. And if I were to come across and be like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to start using my real name, I would actually feel disconnected from my audience. As weird as that sounds. No,
0: I think that makes sense.
1: And I'm not trying to be facetious. It's just that I would feel very disconnected from my Omega Frequency family because that's just who I am. I'm BDK. And it's also, you know, it's stuck with me because it's more of that alternative, like, you know, punkish name. But, like, that's just who I am. I mean, like, it's totally, totally who I am. And so, like, what you see is what you get. Like, you know... The podcast is like Kurt was saying, it's like me and Kurt will stay up late night sometimes just talking about what you would hear on an episode, but we're not doing an episode. We're just talking about these things.
0: And I've asked questions crazier than than you've gotten.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's like we'll sit at your house or my house and we'll just sit on the couch and we'll talk about these things. And in a lot of ways, that was what we wanted the podcast to be. We wanted it to get to that point. It didn't necessarily start out at that, but we wanted it to get to that point where it would be a conversation. And I think our audience gets that, too. I mean, two of my favorite, absolute favorite uh, listener emails or responses came from a couple of people who just wrote and appreciated this informal, friendly vibe that Omega Frequency is. One person wrote and said, I must say I'm absolutely blown away by how interactive you guys are with the audience. I truly feel every week that I am listening to two of my friends speak and not just some guys on a podcast. And then another time I had uh, posted a video on my Facebook page and in the comments section somebody wrote, you know what, I was going to share that with you the other day but realized you probably really don't know me well enough. I forgot that just because I listen to your podcast like every day at work doesn't necessarily make us best buds. Ha ha ha. I really love the ready with an answer thing. I work for myself as an organic chicken, turkey, goat, duck farmer. So I'm always running around on the farm with my headphones on saying, dang, that is on point and amen out loud. I don't know if the animals notice, but it probably looks really funny talking out loud so i think that there is a large segment of the audience that appreciates the friendly vibe and the informal vibe and really do feel that it's just two dudes sitting on a couch talking about the deep things of god
0: and you know what the funny thing is it's the one one element of the whole podcast that we probably put the least amount of thought into it was like uh, you're like I'm going to be BDK on it, and I'm like, great, makes sense. <laughs> like, we we struggled over the name, the format, the hosting, all every little uh, detail. But uh, you calling yourself BDK was probably the quickest decision we made in-, in the whole the whole setup of this.
1: Yeah, and it is, and like, there's a part of it too, I guess that you know, the unattended benefit is that it's really not about me either. I mean, that's like the cool part of it though. It's like, I guess that it bugs some people, but like, man, there's part of me that's never been really into building a kingdom for myself. I mean, like you knew me well enough as a minister when I was a minister that you knew that I, that like the things that got on my skin were people that were over fleecing the gospel it was these showy televangelists um that gave Pentecostals a bad name. It was people building giant cathedrals and churches and calling them churches. I was hanging out in a storefront, you know. I, I convert storefronts into churches because I wanted an inner city church and I didn't want to get caught up in a building. Like I I always wanted it to be about the message and not the messenger. And so using That, you know, taking myself out of it and not allowing any room for ego, basically taking myself out of the equation completely and letting it be just about the message and the message alone also kind of really appealed to me because then it wasn't about like, oh, this is so and so building the next chapter of his ministry. No, it's just about BDK sharing his heart with people. And so I think that's part of the freeing aspect of it too.
0: And it's a tough thing to do. It's tough when you're a radio, AK podcast personality. How, how do you do that and and keep the ego in check? Because because I know you. You your ego is as as small as it can possibly be. It's 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 just you want to just have this conversation with people, and at the same time it's Trying to keep yourself out of it, but using your gifts from God to express it. So it's, it's a, it's a tough balancing act, but, uh, it, it's what, you know, it was one of the decisions we made. It's like, you're not, we're not going to put your face on the cover art. We're not going to make it about you. Uh, and, and I, I know you. I, I have the luxury of knowing you for the last 20 plus years that, that I, I don't have to, Question how genuine you are, or how honest you are, or, or what, what your intent is. I, I, I know what's in your heart, uh, where somebody's only listened to you for a hundred hours, uh, on a iPod or iPhone or Android or, or whatever you're, you're listening it on that they, they have a sense of you, but the, the BDK thing could be a little concerning. So, so I, I, it's a legitimate question. I, I, I get it, but I, I think with this episode, I think it's fair just to say the B and the D is for big daddy. And you're just one of those guys that when you find a garment that you really like, you get, get your money's worth out of it.
1: I rock it. Like if I find you rock things, it. things that yeah. look good, I'm,
0: I'm not saying it. you don't clean it. You, you take care of it. You, you do <laughs> the laundry. <laughs> you, you make it work. But uh, when you find a garment you like, you, you make it work. So, uh, it was, it's, it's just a nickname. Uh, nothing more complicated than that. Um, should we go on to our next question?
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Excellent. I mean, that was, that was probably the, I think the biggest one as far as what was on uh, people's minds. Uh, our next question from the audience is if you believed in or stood behind what you were saying, why wouldn't you use your real name?
1: Yeah, that kind of goes back to the first question and it kind of ties into it. Um, so I hope that I don't have to expound on it too much. I understand why people feel that way. Um and I that's legitimate. I'm not saying you have to change that. If you feel that way that you can't recommend the podcast or if you feel that um you know you only will listen to someone who does use their real name because you're comfortable with that, then that's cool. Like God bless you. Find another podcast. That's cool. Like I'm not forcing that choice upon anyone. Like, that's part of being friendly about it. It's just that, um, to me, there's a flip side to it, though, right? I mean, like, just because somebody does use their real name doesn't mean they believe in everything they're saying either, right? So, like, and if they did, then there wouldn't be all this confusion in the church. There wouldn't be all this controversy in the church. I mean, there are plenty of people who use their real names that say a lot of stuff, but their lives don't match up what they're doing. I mean, like me and you would recognize Jimmy Swaggart. Maybe some of our younger audience wouldn't. But like back in the day, Jimmy Swaggart, he used his real name. Everybody knew who Jimmy Swaggart was. He was about building an empire and a kingdom. And he preached against adultery and preached against rock music and preached against sexual immorality. And he was a fiery preacher against all of it. And it turns out that, yeah, he would preach about not sleeping around on his wife and not visiting prostitutes and things like that. But then after the church service, he would go home and, go out and find prostitutes and sleep with them. So, you know, just because people do use their real name doesn't mean they necessarily believe in everything they're saying. I hope people feel that I'm being genuine in what I say. But I've also always said, hey, it's not about necessarily everything that I'm saying. I've, I've How many times have I said on the podcast, please don't believe everything I'm saying. Please check out what I'm saying. Please let the word of God be your final standard. These are just my opinions, you know, and uh, pray, investigate. I mean, these podcasts shouldn't be your sole source of spiritual enlightenment. They should just be like a springboard or a diving board. They should get you interested in wanting to take the next step in investigating some of these things yourself. So hopefully people see that my heart's genuine by the way that I'm speaking, by the passion that I bring to the subjects that I talk about, and hopefully I put enough scriptural stuff behind what I say to logically justify the things that I say, and hopefully if you can't judge it based on me, judge what I'm saying, and then judge if it's scriptural, and then go always back to Scripture and always base what you believe on what the Bible says, not what BDK says.
0: All right, our next question is, which one of the five fold ministry offices are you
1: um I'm none of them um none of them at all um It's interesting because people that do Christian podcasts sometimes are ministers, sometimes they are evangelists, and the podcast is a rebroadcasting of their sermon. Or rebroadcasting of their church ministry, or if they're an evangelist, it's part of their uh, actual ministry. So they're putting things out as evangelistic sermons. Um, I hold to a very narrow viewpoint of scripture, right? So I believe that the fivefold ministry gifts are something very, 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 very specific. They're certain offices within the body of Christ or within the church to strengthen the church so i'm not a pastor um i'm not an evangelist i'm not a prophet i'm not a teacher i'm not i'm not serving in an official church capacity basically um i'm not in any sort of leadership position um that you know, if you're in a fivefold ministry you would be in a leadership position um there are a lot of people that do podcasts that would consider themselves ministers There are people that say, oh, BDK, you're very evangelistic when you present the gospel or you sound very much like a pastor when you preach or you sound very much like a teacher when you do Bride Boot Camp because you're actually doing a teaching lesson. Um, And I've done all of that officially in a church beforehand. So that's part of my makeup. But I'm not really doing that. I'm a podcaster. And podcasting isn't in the Bible. Podcaster isn't a fivefold ministry gift. Like it's not. You're not going to find that next to apostle or prophet, right? And uh, I think that's the thing. It's like,
0: well, how many apostles are there today? <laughs> so right, right. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think that I think that segues into the next question: uh, Is Omega frequency a ministry or a podcast?
1: And that's a cool question, and I get that asked a lot because a lot of people like to, you know, we in the Christian world, we like to pin people down, right? We make them plant their flags in the ground, and we make them choose sides, and we make them declare their allegiances up front. And we do that for a comfort level because if we're comfortable with church, then we want something that's going to be very church-like. Or if we're comfortable with this religious experience— or this denomination, or whatever the case is, however we approach the spiritual aspects of life, we're pretty defined or or rigid almost in how we do it. I mean, that's why we have denominations. That's why we have pastors. We have all these different flavors of the month out there. It's like you try to gravitate towards something you're very comfortable in. And so a lot of times when anyone does anything like, really churchy or anything that has religious trappings or if you're talking about God, you try to, you know, make a podcast fit neatly into kind of like a church box. But Omega Frequency is a podcast. It's not a ministry. It's um, a podcast is a very specific format. Let's put it that way. As a fan of the genre of podcasting, like, if you take a look at secular podcasts, like a fantasy football uh, podcast, or a comedy podcast, or a, a book podcast, or a screenwriter's podcast, or a, one that talks about movies, or one that talks about gardening, or things like that, if you're a fan of secular podcasts, you know exactly what a podcast is. You know exactly what the medium de- details, and so... You have this whole segment of Christian podcasting or spiritual podcasting, and we try to make that become like a church arm almost, whereas I don't see it that way. Like, I've always viewed ministry and church as something for the saved. If you look at it biblically, the church wasn't a place where you invite sinners into so that they can seek the Lord and that they can get saved. If you read the book of Acts and you read the testimony of the church fathers like these people were meeting underground there wasn't a secret sensitive movement going on they were meeting in houses like you got invited to these meetings because like if you were just inviting random strangers off the street, you'd probably all be crucified before the thing got done it was it was an outlawed religion so the way that the Bible is written church itself is for the saved it's that one time a week or you know two times a week or however many often however often you're meeting together as the body you're meeting together as saved people to read the word to pray to intercede to do very spiritual acts before God you're worshiping together and you're serving one another in Christ so i've never viewed church as this evangelistic outreach i've never viewed church as this hospital for sinners the church is to bring in the saved people, get them all fired up to go out into the community, out into the marketplace and reach the sinners, get them saved and then bring them into church and start that whole process over again. Now, what's cool about the podcast medium is that this is for sinners and saved people. It's for Agnostics, it's for atheists, it's for new agers, it's for occultists. I don't want them to stay in those sins. Like I'm not saying I want to have a podcast that minister, that that is geared towards people in the occult. That's not who I'm gearing it towards. I don't want you know, if you're if you're involved in witchcraft and you've listened to hundred episodes of Omega Frequency, I want you to get saved. I want you to stop being in the occult. You know, I'm 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 pretty bold about that. But taking this secular medium of podcasting and taking myself out of this ministry thing and putting it out there and saying, I'm going to follow the rules of a secular podcast, the format of a secular podcast, the artwork of a secular podcast, the logo of a secular podcast, the music of a secular podcast. I'm going to put this secular podcast out in the marketplace and I'm going to embrace that medium. But if you download my podcast, you're gonna, I'm not going to hide my faith. I'm going to still wear it on my sleeve. I'm going to be authentically BDK. I'm going to talk about the things that I'm passionate about. I'm going to minister to people. I'm going to try to teach the Bible. I'm going to do all of these things. But I'm not a church. okay? I'm not limiting myself to strictly the saved people. Like I'm really super excited that like I go beyond my certain denomination of Pentecostalism. I like the fact that you know people in different denominations listen. I like the fact that tons of young people listen and use it as Bible studies in their young people groups. That blows my mind. I uh, I what's, love. What's
0: a young people
1: group? Like there are groups of there... <laughs> nothing has ever made you sound more old. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, there, there are groups of teenagers that have home Bible studies and use Omega Frequency every week as a Bible study. That's that's awesome. Like, they've written me and they've talked to me about it and they've asked me questions about the episodes. And then they, I mean, like, it's crazy, right? And and they'll bring their unsaved friends into these little Bible studies because they're just friends hanging out, right? And it's not church. So it's like neutral ground there's witches that that get saved that listen to the podcast and repent and turn to Jesus there's people that you know that that are christian but are involved in christian new age practices that get saved and 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 burn barbecue their new age books their christian new age books so like i think that by taking it i mean you have to embrace the medium right kurt I mean, like, if you're going to be a podcast, then you need to be a podcast. Like, I don't necessarily need to make it a a Christian light version. I'm just going to embrace the medium that I'm passionate about, but I'm going to use my talents for Jesus. Well, and, and you're not putting it into a box either.
0: You're not saying because it's a podcast, I these things are off limit talking about. Um, I mean, but you're also aware enough that you're not a pastor so that because of that the responsibilities you 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 know what lines to cross and not cross you're able to act i I want to say hybrid as far as a podcast ministry but without claiming being a church or a podcaster so it's a, it's a it's a difficult line because you're talking to the saved and you're also trying to go and and reach people in, in the same program
1: yeah, and I'm not saying that every Christian has to take that same viewpoint that I take. I mean, I yeah. get that mine's a little different. I mean, like, if you'd ask uh, Justin if he's a ministry or a podcast, he'd say he's a ministry and a podcast. Um, if you were to ask certain people that that use it as a ministry, they would have very legitimate reasons for it being a ministry, and that's cool. That's If that's your mission statement going forth, Like this is just another part of my ministry or a part of my church outreach or a part of X, Y, Z. If that's your mission statement, then embrace that, dude. Like go full out, then make that podcast your own. Do it that way. There's nothing wrong with that. I just want to do a podcast and I want it to be neutral ground. I want everybody to be able to come and hear it without thinking that it's for this audience or that audience. I think it's really smart. I mean, I think my my favorite person in the Bible is the Apostle Paul. He always has been. I mean, I love this dude because he was the worst of sinners, but then he ended up writing almost the whole entire New Testament, and I, I, I can relate to that. But what I love about Paul was he had every single right to be supported in his church ministry. He had every single right as an apostle to go out and do the things that he did, Um, He had every single right to be totally churchy, and he did. He did very churchy things, but there was a large part of Paul's life where he understood the value of making tents in a marketplace and just going amongst common people and sharing the gospel there and witnessing as he's making tents. And so like, I consider myself that part of it. I think the body of Christ needs all these different people in it, so that's kind of where i where i am i hope i don't offend anybody by saying that and i hope i don't sound overly seeker sensitive because you guys know i'm not but like i'm trying to totally adhere to the be true to the medium of podcasting basically
0: yeah and and there are so many christian podcasts that are just a repackaging of a sermon from from a church that and, and there's nothing wrong with that but but i think people know what they're getting into when they listen to that and and you're pretty open up front at the beginning of every episode what it is uh, it's a podcast about the beginning of the end it's not a sermon it's not um but there are those and then when you do deviate from that path though uh like like bright bootcamp you basically st- you say this episode is bride boot camp. This episode is going to be about this. You don't, you don't mix it. You keep it, you keep it separate. Yep. And I, I, I think that's that's important.
1: Yeah, that's a great point because that is why the bride boot camps are individually numbered. They're not part of the official mega frequency numbering system. They're their own separate thing. It's, it's basically because our listening audience wanted classical, spirit-filled, Pentecostal theology. And it was the best way that I knew how to do it. So,
0: yeah. And, and you, so you're able to have your cake and eat it too uh, without fooling anybody and just just being straightforward about it. Yeah. Um, all right. I think we can go on to our next question. All right. The next question is, how come you don't have any explicitly Christian artwork, images, music or podcast artwork?
1: Um. Basically, for the same reason that we've been talking about, Um, it's an aesthetic choice. Part of it is, it's basically that's the type of art that I'm into. I'm into this alternative, dark, grungy artwork. Um, I don't know what explicitly Christian artwork is. I mean, is it the picture of the long-haired, blue-eyed Jesus? Is that explicitly Christian? Because I don't think that's what Jesus looks like. What's explicitly Christian music? What does that sound like, you know? Is it does it is there certain chords that are off limit, you know? Um if I use more of a musical score or a more industrial track, does that make it satanic in some way even though there's no lyrics playing in it? Um I don't know. I don't see anything unchristian about what I'm doing. Let's put it this way, I have an explicitly Christian message in a very alternative package. So, you know, it's a podcast. It's part of the medium. The medium of the podcast is very visual, um, especially the underground look we're going for. That's there. Um, I get it. Like, I'm on the 4th Watch Radio Network. People have done hate, hate videos, like legitimate hit piece videos against Justin's opening because they think it's too demonic because the guy has a low voice. You know, that's says the fourth, you are listening to the fourth watch and everyone's like, oh, that's demonic because his voice sounds low. Well, I don't know what, like, are Christians supposed to have high voices? Are they supposed to sound like Mighty Mouse? I mean, like, or Mickey Mouse? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I would rather not worry about any of that stuff and just have an explicit Christian message. That.
0: I think that's fair. I, no, I'm just thinking if I want to comment anything on that. I, I think you covered it. I, I mean, don't judge a podcast by its cover artwork, but we do. And you need something that's striking and and clean and interesting that to get people to listen. People, when they're browsing podcast directories, I mean, sometimes they if they're not being recommended a podcast or looking at reviews, it's the artwork that, and the name that draws them in. So, if, if you were just going to be a, a face, you know, with, with this, whatever's, uh, explicitly Christian artwork is, I mean, that would look, I'm sure, like all the other ones. There's nothing that makes you stand out. And not standing out in a, ooh, ooh, look at me, ego filled way, but like, oh, that looks interesting. There was some thought put into that. I, I want to know what that is. It's not, just uh clip art uh all right. Our next question that kind of goes in line with that is your logo an Illuminati or Freemason symbol?
1: Uh Kurt, you drew it. Is it an Illuminati or Freemason symbol?
0: Uh it is not. I mean there is a hidden or uh faux omega logo, and it's even more prominent in the revised uh version coming out uh with episode one hundred. But, uh, no, it's, uh, it's not, uh, there's no hidden symbols in it. Although I, I I've been trying to, I've been redoing the, the tower for the, uh, the new logo and I'm trying to work the BDK initials into it. So, uh, I may have some, some hidden letters in it, but no hidden, uh, meaning to it. Um, and I, I, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm being too snarky about it, uh, I, I, I mean, it's, I think it's a fair question, but no, uh, there, there, there just isn't, um, it's, it, you know, it's, it's just a design that's trying to be striking, uh, and, and clean and simple and kind of fit, you know, that punk aesthetic that, uh, we like so much without being offensive either.
1: And would you know enough about the Illuminati to really do in-depth symbolism?
0: I mean, if if it was we we would have a lot more. <clears throat> excuse me. If if it was we'd have a lot more on the artwork. We I'm sure we'd have a big collage of stuff with hidden things in it.
1: Definitely. Definitely. But uh, but we're I'm not Illuminati. Just not, we're not Freemason.
0: And I'm just not talented enough to <laughs> put that kind of forethought into it. I'm a bit snarky again. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, next question. How do you choose the subject matter for your show? Um, you've come up with an idea. You ask me. I say it's stupid. You pick a different idea. We go with that.
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, 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 there is. That That happens. That actually, a, actually, that has happened a bunch. Um, no,
0: no. Uh, for the most part, uh, you've got stuff planned out pretty far ahead.
1: Yeah, I definitely have um, ideas. And uh, a lot of times some of them are basically things we talk about on the couch, like episode a hundred, right? That's only happening because we just had a conversation one day, you know, and we were talking about the rise of the antichrist and the false prophet. And you were just sitting there. We sat there like for a couple of hours, just talking about it. And you're just like, dude, that needs to be episode a hundred. And I'm like, episode a hundred. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I just, the subject matter is things that I'm interested in. And it goes back to the mission statement, right? If it's something that's going to edify the body of Christ, if it's something that's going to educate the body of Christ, if it's something that's going to investigate Bible prophecy, um, I'm down with it. I, uh, I I I'm a I don't hide my viewpoints. I'm a spirit filled classical Pentecostal uh, believer. Things that I'm going to talk about are going to be from that viewpoint and I'm going to infuse uh, things that inspire me, things that I think are necessary. So, I mean, I could do a topic. Like some of my, I think some of my favorite shows are just ones that I've done after a time of prayer, you know, and like the Eternal Life Matters episode. I mean, I lost it near the end of the episode, but like it's one of my favorite episodes, and it's just because I'm incredibly vulnerable and real at the end of it, and it's just something that, I would have never talked about except for I had spent time praying and it just was something on my heart. So I don't know, sometimes if it goes to the mission statement, that's what you'll get. Basically.
0: It it seems to revolve around, uh, end times prophecy. I mean, the name is kind of baked into that. Uh, that's something that you're very interested in, especially the times that we live in. Uh, but at the same time, it it can be, it's stretched as far as, uh, like, like the Q and A's, uh, the ready with an answer episodes, like those could, those are kind of, could be about anything. So, uh, yeah, as long as you, it's like you said, as long as it's edifying, uh, you know, Christ and scripture, then there really isn't any topics that are off topic. So, but at the same time you try to avoid, I think, things that are, uh, pretty far removed from what's really important, which is uh, saving souls and people uh, walking and acting and, uh, with, with Christ. So it's uh, there's so many uh, topics that just don't that don't affect that, that I think you tried to stay away from.
1: Yeah, I think part of it too is that if this is going to be a show about Bible prophecy, like In the beginning, I wanted to do news articles like, oh, here's two or three articles this week that talk about how Bible prophecy is being fulfilled. But there are lots of shows out there that kind of do that. But, you know, I had I was talking with somebody on Messenger. I think it was last last night, even. And this person said to me, like, everybody wants to talk about the end times, but nobody wants to live like they're in the end times. And that was a profound statement, and I, I amend it because it's true. Part of, like, okay, we, we're in the end times. That's That's a given. Like, okay, cool, let's investigate that we're in the end times, but then how do we live like we're in the end times? How do we live worthy of that calling? How do we prepare to live for the end times? How do we save souls? How do we become the remnant revolution that we're called to be? I think that's probably where Omega Frequency ended up, right? Because it's more than just, hey, Bible prophecy is happening. It's Bible prophecy is happening, but do we believe it to the point where we're preparing for it? It's one thing to believe that we're living in the end times, but if you really truly believed it, you would be taking steps that showed a consistency in your life that you believed during the end times. You'd be preparing to face this hour in victory. So that's kind of... I guess that's more than anything what drives it. If it's a topic that's going to help that, I mean, that's why we have bride boot camp. That's why we take questions and answers. It's like, if we can do things to help prepare you for this hour, that's what we want to do.
0: And, and you can really focus on what you feel is the most important as opposed to sometimes churches don't have that luxury because they have to keep the lights on. And the only way to keep the lights on are to keep the people inside and that's something that you're not – you don't have to struggle with. Our our overhead is small enough uh, maintaining a podcast that we don't have to uh, adhere to – or we don't have to placate anyone. It, it can be about what you think is the most important or the most interesting in the moment uh, that really you feel needs being discussed. And you can go from idea to podcast so quickly too, which is just another benefit of the
1: format. True that.
0: Uh, Our next question, why won't you do a show on, insert my favorite controversial subject?
1: Yes, uh, we get that a lot. There are a lot of controversial subjects out there, like the timing of the rapture, or what's going to happen on September 26th, or what's going to happen with the blood moons, or what's going to happen with this eclipse that's coming up in August, or is the Earth flat, or... um, should we say Jesus a certain way or should we believe in keeping the Torah or, you know, uh, is the Mandela effect real or why don't you guys do a show on Bigfoot? I get that. Um, and, or Bigfoot research. Um, why don't you do a show on like the, the, cause we all have that like one really cool area that we're drawn to. Like some people like to study the giants some people like to study the Tower of Babel. Some people, you know, like to study certain topics, and that's cool because, like, if everyone's out studying a certain topic, then that brings a full body of conversation. Because if you can't, if you don't hear it on Omega frequency, you can go hear it someplace else. And I guess that's basically the thing. It's like there's so many controversial topics out there, and there are so many shows that do controversial topics, and. Me personally, like, I believe in some of these fringe topics, but I'm not a controversy guy. Like, I'm not a conspiracy theory guy to the extent that a lot of people are. So I'm not well versed in some of these really fringe conspiracy type theories. I've always been more of a Bible preacher. So, like, I'm always going to be kind of falling back to theology. I'm always going to kind of be falling back to the Bible. I'm always going to be kind of falling back to classical Pentecostalism. I'm always going to be falling back to these sort of things that are more in my wheelhouse. And that's not to say that I don't believe in some of these fringier things and that I don't acknowledge that some of them have a a place in the conversation. It's just that I have a very specific vision for what Omega frequency is. So, and that gets me in trouble. That definitely gets me in trouble with people. Because the people that are the most vocal about some of these issues are the people that write you some of the most craziest letters. And I, I can't address everybody's pet topic, I, nor do I want to. And nor do I want to address topics that are just going to set us up for flame wars. I don't think that that... I mean, like, I see people that have ministries that just talk about the flat earth and nothing else. And I see that they start a group page for their flat earth thing. And all it is is just constant fighting, fighting left and right. All it is is thread after thread after thread about people belittling each other for having a viewpoint. And it's just, it's so divisive. And it's like you could be spending so much time talking about other things that that would matter. And I'm not trying to place value on that, but I'm just, to me... Like, I don't want to plant my flag in some of these very controversial things, not because I'm worried about losing listeners, because I do shows and say shows and, and have done that. I've I've dropped a show once and lost like half my listenership because I said something. And it's like, it is what it is. Like, I'm not afraid of being controversial. It's just I don't want to be controversial to the point where I know. It's like if I say something that's controversial that needs to be said, that's cool. But if I know something is going to just create more undue stress and controversy than it's worth, then I have to evaluate exactly where it falls in that mission statement. So, And,
0: and you don't stir the pot on purpose either. Right. You're not one of these people. You're not trolling anybody. You, you really genuinely try to think about how every discussion is going to go based, based off the topics too. So it's just sometimes you're a little outside the box, or they're a little outside the box, and it's how it plays out.
1: And we've kind of included a listener uh, question to give everybody a flavor of this. Um, we did. I, I,
0: I, would you like me to read this? I can read this.
1: Yeah, and I just want to preface this by saying that we're not reading this to pick on anybody or to further a bad conversation, but they specifically asked that I address it. And so. They called me out, and I'm just going to address it. I'm going to give them the response that they desire. And you can insert anything. This will be about Flat Earth, but you can insert Mandela Effect to this. You can insert Bigfoot into this. You can insert UFOs into this. You can insert whatever you want into this. This kind of goes into this, why aren't you covering my subject sort of thing.
0: And and just just so you know, too, the – The name of Omega Frequency, I think, leads to end times and maybe fringe, more controversial subjects. So that was something we were mindful of when the podcast started, that there was going to be a crossover audience that uh, was Christian or wasn't Christian, but that was more interested in these fringe topics that some do and do not. I mean, the Bible, it's – there's some really interesting, some really – Uh, supernatural weird stuff going on in there and and it's understandable that that people want to discuss those topics that that are related to that uh it's just bdk wants to stay on point so uh without further ado here i'll I'll read the message hello bdk why is it okay to research and talk about satan's psyops planet 7x nazi occultism Satan? Satanism in hip-hop, megalithic marvels, time warps, orbs, alchemy, Nimrod, Gilgamesh, and Hollow Earth. But it's not okay to research and talk about biblical flat earth, comma, non-ball earth, comma. Every show you do can be described as controversial, and your listeners like that. Why do you get to choose which controversial topics are allowed. Are you sure you're not being hypocritical? I love your show, but there are thousands of pastors and millions of Christians that would say talking about Satan's psyops and hollow earth are a waste of time. I would disagree with them. Rob Skiba and others is a sober mind pioneer, and his research is exposing the enemy's greatest lie, which Ephesians 5.11 commands us to do. Biblical earth research, flat and otherwise, gets us reading our Bibles more. Please address this correspondence, even though I don't reaffirm every word you speak like your co-host. I assume he's talking about Phil there. Thank you, your brother in Christ.
1: So, let me just take a couple seconds to respond, and then hopefully this isn't seen as an attack, but it's an explanation of... um, why don't you do a show on my insert your your um, controversial subject here? The subject of this actual email was what can we research? That's what it started off with. And in the episode that he's referring to, I'm pretty sure Phil Baker said research anything you want. Um, I don't know if I said that or not because that kind of was a blurry episode for me because um, I just got kind of carried away in it. But, like, you can research anything that you want to research. I'm not telling anyone not to research something. Um, If you think that me speaking out or not speaking out about a subject empowers you or disempowers people to research something, then you're giving me way too much power. Um, Like I said, I think that we should be fighting about things that... Are more important in this hour, and what I view as more important may not be what you view as important. But that's where we have differences of opinions and differences of agreements. Um, then you list a bunch of shows that you know, like Planet 7x, Satan psyops, and things like that. And like these are all cool topics, and I've talked about some of this stuff on my Omega Frequency podcast, like some of these issues. But those are pretty much everything that you listened, everything you named is Justin Fall's Fourth Watch episodes. So do you listen to Justin Fall, or are you listening to Omega Frequency? Because you didn't name any Omega Frequency episodes. Now, I'm assuming that um, you do because you're writing into me, or is it a matter of, like, you saw Flat Earth in the description, so you like, hey, I'm going to check out the Flat Earth show, you know? And then you heard what we had to say about it, and you got all upset about it and then you took a look at some of the other titles that were in the descriptions of other shows, I don't know. I mean, people do that, They listen, and you can. If you see a show that has a cool topic and you want to listen to it, listen to it, man. Um, but just because Justin talks about things or because I talk about things um, doesn't mean that that has to be what you're into. That doesn't mean that you – are prohibited from talking about something. Um, I'm not really trying to say that. I'm just trying to say what on my show I want to talk about. And then you said, why do you get to choose which conversations are allowed? Why do I get to choose? It's like you actually wrote, why do you? And then you put all you in caps. So you shouted the you at me. You shouted in all caps, you at me. So why do I get to choose which conversations are allowed? Am I sure I'm not being hypocritical? Well, no, I'm not. And the reason I get to choose what I want to talk about is because it's my podcast. If you want to start a flat earth podcast, man, go ahead. Start a flat earth podcast. As a matter of fact, put your flat earth podcast out there. Talk about the flat earth. Talk about it 24 seven. But I guarantee that I'm not going to email you and be like, hey, how come you're not talking about speaking in tongues? You know, because I'm just going to respect that it's your podcast and you can talk about whatever you want. And, you know, that's part of the medium of the podcast. Like, I listen to – I love playing fantasy football. I don't write into my favorite fantasy football podcast and be like, hey, man, how come you guys aren't talking about fantasy baseball? They're not. It's their podcast. They're investing their own time, energy, money, sweat equity into it. They can talk about whatever they want, man. Like, I'm not a pastor. Like, if I was a pastor and you were coming to my church, I'd be – preaching ex, I'd be preaching in exposition style. I would be preaching chapter by chapter, verse by verse. We'd start in the book of Genesis and we'd work our way through the book of Revelation. And if we came across the flat earth passage that talked about the shape, shape and size of the earth, I would talk about it, but I'm not a pastor. Like go to your pastor and ask him that. Um I'm a podcaster. If I want to talk about the things that I want to talk about, I'll talk about those things. I'm not trying to be hypocritical. I'm not trying to be confrontational. Um, but I do get to choose. I'm not going to apologize for that. If you think that I'm a jerk for saying it, that's cool, but I'm not going to apologize for that. It's my show. I can talk about whatever I want, point blank.
0: You know, BDK, the, uh, the ironic part about all this is though, there are a couple of those topics I, I don't know much about and maybe asking you, so you will be talking about them, just not on the air.
1: Well, no, no, but (laughs) no, that's, that's cool. But like, here's the thing. And I think you bring up a good point too because like this is the other thing I don't know how fair you're being to me by asking me this question whoever you whoever you are because obviously half of like me and Phil do one to two episodes every month of just asking listen, of of taking listener questions right so almost half of every omega frequency content for the month is is opening is an open forum you can write me any question you want and as long as it's biblical, we will address the topic at least once. We might not readdress the same if we get 20 questions on the flat earth, we might only talk about it once, but we will address every single topic that gets sent to us. We don't censor it. If and if you've listened to some of these these some of these questions are graphic, some of these questions are are from unsaved people. Some of these questions are from atheists who are just being atheistic. Some of these questions are very biblical. Some of them are about the fringiest of fringe topics. We'll, we'll take any question. We'll answer any question. Now, whether or not you agree with the answers that we give is a whole other ball game. And you can. You can go on YouTube and you can comment and you can do whatever. You can write your emails to me. That's fine. But, like, here's the thing. It's, like, if you don't like the viewpoint that me or Phil are taking, then don't listen. Go find a podcast that you do agree with. Like, I get it. I get it, man. You like Rob Skiba. That's cool. Go listen to Rob Skiba's podcast, you know? It's – that's fine, you know? You're like Rob Skiba is a sober-minded pioneer. His research is exposing the enemy's greatest lies. And you shouted at me, exposing in all caps, too. And see, that's where we're going to disagree, honestly. Because I think that the enemy's greatest lie is not the flat earth. You're not going to find that in the Bible. You're not going to find one scriptural evidence that the enemy's greatest lie. Now, we're we're talking quantum, we're quantifying this. The greatest lie of the enemy is not the shape of the earth. The greatest lie of the enemy, the greatest deception of the enemy, is the blinding of people to the gospel. And for being 100% biblical, 2 Corinthians 4, 4, right? In whom the God of this world hath blinded the mind of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. That is... The most pressing issue of this moment is that the enemy has lied to people, not about necessarily the shape of the earth, and he could be lying about the shape of the earth, but what he really is caring about is lying to people about the gospel because it's the gospel that will either save or damn a person for all eternity. That's scriptural. That's the discussion that the church should be having but is not having. And you're like, well, the gospel's all about the flat earth. No, it's not. 1 Corinthians 5, 1-4. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which you have also received, and wherein ye stand, by which ye are saved, if you keep in memory what I have preached unto you, lest you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which is also I received." how Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried and then he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. If if Satan's greatest tool, his greatest deception is to blind people to the power of the gospel, Paul then turns around one book earlier and tells you what the gospel is. It's the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. The apostles taught that. The early church fathers taught that. Church historians, church professors, every basically up until like the last generation that we have now that wants to make the gospel about every little fringe issue imaginable, the gospel has always classically been the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. And yet today... We have people that don't believe that Jesus is divine or that he's a member of the Trinity or that he's nothing more than a modalistic expression of God. And they don't believe that God can die. So they don't believe that that Jesus, both God and man, died on the cross. They believe that a created son of God died. And so they don't believe that that he died as God. They believe he died as a man and that he was born again in hell or that he was born again in his resurrection. They don't understand the power of the gospel. They don't understand the power of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. We've gotten so far off on these major things that it's really, really trivial to redefine the gospel as something else. So I would take exception to that, and I would say that that is what Omega Frequency is all about. We are discussing the gospel we are discussing Jesus. We are discussing and we're contending for these issues of the faith. So I, I get it. Like, you read the Bible. You're like, I read the Bible because I, I, I love to investigate the flat earth. Cool. Read the Bible. Anything that will get people reading the Bible is awesome. I never said it wasn't. But just because I either talk about something, endorse something, or don't endorse something, doesn't, doesn't shouldn't impact how hard or How hard you follow after God. It's just I want Omega Frequency to be very specific in its focus. And so, like, I want to gravitate to these issues that that are big issues because people are dying and going to hell because they don't know how to get biblically saved. We think getting saved is saying a sinner's prayer for five seconds, and we don't understand it. And so millions of people are standing before Jesus who they think they've been worshiping all their life. And he's not asking them about the size or the shape of the earth. He's asking them why you didn't believe in me. And they're saying, well, we did believe in you. And then he's like, no, I never knew you get out of my presence. And then to me, that's very sobering to me. That's very, 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 very important. And then finally, you're like, I've had, You know, like I don't agree, you know, like basically you intimate that every person on my show is just a yes man or that, you know, like Phil, like, oh, well, you only bring on people that agree every word with you. And that's not true either. And if you've listened to Omega Frequency for at least half the episodes, you'd know that's not true. Like I like I've done three episodes with with a with a dear dude, a dude that I respect so greatly, Johnny Cerucci. We've had awesome conversations about Jesuits, about Catholicism, about the Reformation. I respect this dude's work. He's a flat earther. He makes no bones about him being a flat earther and where he feels that the Jesuits are in. If you listen to those episodes, I don't censor him from saying that he is a flat earther. He makes references to how the Jesuits have have tried to mess with the solar systems and NASA and all this other stuff. I don't censor him from saying it. Do I disagree with him? Right? Yes or no? I'm not saying I'm pro or against anything. I'm just saying that like I bring on people with different dissenting opinions if we can talk about things that are important. Like we talk about Bible prophecy, I bring on Brian Godawa. he's a preterist. Like he believes everything was already fulfilled in seventy AD. Like that's totally not what I believe. I'm a post trib guy. I believe that nothing has been I believe that most of the things have not been fulfilled yet. That doesn't mean that I don't bring them on my show if we can talk about Christian persecution. So please understand that I'm trying to be respectful of everybody, that there is room for people to disagree with me. I bring people on this show that disagree with me. It doesn't mean that I endorse everything that somebody believes in. It's just please cut me some grace. Please cut me some grace because I want to make the best podcast possible for you. But I honestly feel that if I get too caught up in some of these needless debates going on out there, that that's all the show becomes known for. You know, Rob Skiba is a cool dude. I have nothing against Rob Skiba. Nothing against Rob Skiba. If you ask him about the Nephilim, awesome stuff that he teaches. You ask him about Genesis 6, awesome stuff that he teaches. You ask him about some of the other stuff that he believes in. Like, awesome stuff. He's a good researcher. The stuff that he writes about Apollyon and about Abaddon Rising and about Nimrod. Cool stuff. Like, do I agree with some of his Hebrew root stuff? No. Do Do I want to plant my, my, my flag on his flat earth stuff? No. But, like, is Rob Skiba known about all, some of this other awesome stuff that he does? No. He speaks about the flat earth, and then everyone's just like, oh, he's only about the flat earth. And he's not. But that's the reputation he has. And and he's cool with that. And if he's cool with that, that's cool. I don't want that reputation. Like, you can say that, you know, I'm not controversial enough, that I'm not fringe enough. But I'd rather somebody say, well, I don't want to listen to that podcast because all they do is preach Jesus over there. Cool. I can handle that. That's a, that's a worthy slap in the face for me. I'm down with that. That's awesome. You know, Um That's awesome. I'll take that every single time. But I don't want to be known just as Johnny OneNote, you know, um, conspiracy guy. That's what I love about Justin, right? Justin goes way deep into some of these spiritual controversies, but he always balances everything with Scripture, too. So, like, you listen to an episode of The Fourth Watch, one day they might be talking about, just the craziest conspiracy that you've ever heard of from a biblical worldview. And then the very next conversation, he's just doing a Bible study on Matthew 24 or on the Sermon on the Mount. Like it's so very balanced in its approach. It's really cool. So that's why we work well together. And that's that's his show. That's his vision for his show. So long and short, there's a, a you know, go to iTunes. There's a multitude of podcasts out there thousands and thousands and thousands of podcasts if if omega frequency isn't your cup of tea if i say two controversial things or if i'm not controversial enough cool there are other podcasts out there for you to listen to man and if you want to listen to omega frequency cool i'm blessed to have you but don't think that i'm just trying to just be that i that i that i you know don't think that i'm not saying that you can't research stuff or that just because I won't plant my flag here doesn't mean that you can't.
0: And I think it's important, too, to just make a note that you're not calling anybody out. This this message that, that uh, we read was sort of one of many covering kind of the same subject. So I, I just wanted to kind of point that out, that you're not – attacking one person but this this one person's message is sort of um
1: it's indicative of some of the stuff that we get yeah it's sort of
0: it sort of covers all the bases of a lot of what you get they call kind of calling you out for the for the same reasons so i i just didn't want to this is the first time i think you've brought some criticism onto the podcast to discuss. And since we're talking about its origins and its future and, and why it is what it is, it it seemed relevant. Uh, I just, I just want the audience to know it's not you pulling out one and, and we're not naming names or anything, but, but you do get a lot of this type of email. And I, and I think some of that may stem from the fact that because you are on the fourth watch network and they tend to delve into some of this, uh, more fringe-like topics. I think there might be an expectation. I think that's fair, but but obviously, it is calling you out. It is your show. You're gonna put on the the type of show that you want to put on.
1: And I probably wouldn't have, except you told me point blank to address this correspondence, even though I don't affir- reaffirm every word. That no, I speak. and
0: I and I told you to do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I but I think it's I think
0: it's important because I I think it has been kind of building up. You have been getting a lot of this this type of of commentary and i and it's just needed to be addressed
1: yeah and then but like here's the cool thing too before we move on and then we'll officially put all this flat earth stuff to, to bed because if you guys if you don't know how i feel about it just go back and listen to episode 99 you'll understand exactly how i feel about it i'm pretty pretty blatant about what i think um and why i think whether it should be addressed or not um In this podcast, personally, in my podcast, Um, for every one of these letters that we get from people that are doing this, I get three or four more letters of people that appreciate what we're doing and that are amending it or seeking further help or seeking further guidance. So I'm not trying to paint it like everybody's against BTK it's just there are people that try to bait you into these debates and it's like i really don't necessarily want to go there um and i don't think that people necessarily i think people for the most part get what we're doing kurt so
0: no absolutely i i, absolutely. Uh, I, th- I think mo- most people get it uh it's just there is a little and not that criticism's bad either uh if but when you're criticizing what topics you're choosing, I, th- I think it's safe for you to have a moment. Just say, I choose topics that I think are important and this is why. So, uh, all right. I think we're ready to move on. Our next question is, do you have any advice for people starting their own podcast? Um, I think that means you're an official podcaster when you get that question. So yeah, congratulations. Bravo yes 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 bdk do you have any advice i i can think of at least one <laughs> piece of advice <laughs> i think can think of one piece of advice that i gave you uh at the very beginning
1: uh, it's what i wish i would have taken
0: too oh my goodness and it's your cross to bear my friend it is so it's a horrible cross to bear i i will let you uh tell the story
1: Uh you sure you don't want to tell it man
0: Cause it oh, was your advice.
1: It was your okay. advice. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll tell, tell the, the story. I'll tell the story I'll of why story. I didn't heat it and why I okay. wish I would have heated it, but you tell the Fair story. Enough. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. Okay. So when we were in the planning stages of Omega frequency, all those few years ago, I said to BDK, I said, uh, you are not going to like your first episode. You're going to think it's terrible. I suggest recording three or four of them and airing the fourth or fifth one as your first episode. It sounds crazy, but trust me, this, this is what you want to do. Uh, cause it's going to take you a few hours of recording to really get the hang of it. I mean, I, I, I sound terrible. This is my first podcast. I wish I could record this three or four times before we put it out, but, uh, we, we can't do that. So, uh, that's what I suggested. Uh, but, uh, I think you were, you were probably eager, but at the same time, like, no, no, I got this. I got this. So, uh, how do you feel about that advice?
1: I, that's the, I, I took so much advice from you in the two years leading up to the podcast. That that should have been the one that should have been non-negotiable Um, that's the one you should have really held my feet to the fire. And like you pushed it like almost every time that we were together, you kept saying it over and over again. And I got cocky. I'll admit it. I'm like, I'm used to being a preacher that would sometimes preach very extemporaneously. And, uh, you like to wing it. And I I, wing it sometimes.
0: you You were thinking, Oh, I'll just wing it. I'll be fine. It'll, it'll feel real. It'll be natural.
1: I was like, how hard can this be? Like I've, I've been an evangelist I've been a pastor I've done this for a living I've uh, you know like I had a show on AM I had a show on AM radio back in the day you know like I I should I should have this on lockdown no podcasting was completely different than anything I've ever done it was horribly bad the first episode is cringeworthy beyond belief um, it, it scares me when I look to see that people are still downloading it. Um, and please- there is, there is that
0: group out there that, uh, and I, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of this myself. If I find a podcast I really like, uh, and it's covering sort of evergreen material, uh, I'll go back to episode one and, and catch up and kind of listen in real time and in the past. So, uh. Maybe, maybe that won't be a problem with you once you hit episode one hundred. We'll, we'll just tell people <laughs> to go back to one hundred and start there.
1: There you go. That's awesome. Go back to one hundred. That way, they, that start. way they don't have to
0: hear me ramble on in, in my awkward debut. Oh
1: so. uh, yeah. So that's the that's the best advice I have for anybody starting their own podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. That that that's number one, and I think if there's a if there's a number two, it's define your podcasting purpose and mission because there's a lot of signal to noise out there, like figure out what you want your podcast to be and then be rigid enough to stick to it, but then also be flexible enough to course correct if you see that you know, the audience is demanding something from you a little bit different. Not that they're setting the tone for your podcast or that they're dictating to you what you should be speaking about, but if they have a need, like... Like, that's how the question and answering thing came about, like, or the interviews came about or the bride boot camp came about. These are people that had a need and I could see the need. And so, like, we course corrected. So but until you get to that point, until you have enough feedback, define what your podcast is, define the message that you want to speak about and then speak about it. Be consistent. Be dogmatic about it. Be Just be tenacious in your discipline and realize that it's a process. Don't get hung up about numbers because at first, like, you'll get 60 people listening to your podcast and you'll think that you're you're big time, you know, because you're just happy anyone's listening. And then when you start getting more and more and more people listening and then the numbers grow into the thousands instead of, like, the, the tens, like, you'll appreciate it and you'll be able to, you know, even meet their needs more but just be authentic and as vulnerable while you're doing it as possible figure out like not only the message you want to say but how you want to say it and then you know you can be as professional as you want like not everybody you know be you basically because like your voice is going to be way different than mine mine is this you know redneck punk dude who just says dude and man a lot, you know? And it's like, that's my voice. And it will reach certain people, and it will turn certain people off. So you use your voice. And then the people that will be turned off by what I'm saying, maybe will be turned on by what you're saying. And then that's cool. Then you pick up the slack that I'm not picking up, and then I'll pick up the slack that you're not picking up. But just be authentic, man. Be vulnerable. Like Just invite people into your world, man. You know, like the podcasts that I love the best are people that are being as real as possible and are providing good content behind it too. So,
0: and I, I just want to add to that, uh, make the podcast that only you can make and that you want to exist in the world. Like yes. what, what isn't there that, that only you could do. And from a more of a technical standpoint, uh be consistent uh put out something uh whether it's once a month once a week uh people if you're going to get listeners they're going to want to know oh there's a new episode every 2 weeks every every week every wednesday and tuesday just be consistent in putting out episodes uh so that's it's it's hard but uh people when they listen that there's an expectation. So do your best to to be consistent, putting stuff out and you don't have to get super fancy with it. Uh, I'm recording on your first microphone right now. Uh, and you know, it doesn't take much to make a professional sounding podcast, but it has to sound decent because if it doesn't, uh, people will turn away because audio that sounds bad, uh, people will turn that off a lot faster than a YouTube video that looks grainy as long as the audio is good. So, um, and then just, uh, enjoy it and don't expect to, you know, get rich cause you don't get rich podcasting. Um, there's, yeah, it just isn't going to happen, but, uh, it is rewarding. And that interaction, that community that builds around, uh, the little campfire that you set up is, is what makes it uh, all worth it.
1: Yeah. And then I think the final thing too, and what you just said kind of brought this up is, you know, we were talking about, is this a ministry? Is it a podcast? Well, it's a podcast, but everything we do is ministry either to other people or to the Lord. Right. And this podcast is a ministry to the Lord. It's my personal ministry to the Lord is how I serve him. And when I do that, yeah, people in the body will get blessed, but I'm serving the Lord. And if you're going to serve the Lord, if you're going to offer something to him, you should offer the best that you can. So like I want my podcast to sound as professional as I can make it sound. I want it to look as professional as it can look. I want it to be the very best that I can give to him because I'm doing this basically for God. I'm not doing this necessarily for everybody else, but this is my ministry to him. It's a vertical ministry that touches and reaches out horizontally to the listeners. But if you're going to make a podcast, like I'm so glad that I just didn't be like, oh, hey, we're going to do a podcast. And then the next week while I was out doing it. We actually sat back and during those two years, it was researching what type of mics do we need to use? How do we edit things to make it sound proper? How do we uh, have good visuals? How do we make things stand out? It's like if you put out a podcast, there's a lot of competition for listening to it. And if you, you need your message to get out there, otherwise it's not really reaching people. So make it the best that you can make it. Make it enjoyable for people to listen to. Make it good quality, as best quality as you can, even if you have to save up to buy that microphone, you know, and that microphone's a little more expensive or pray that God blesses you with it, you know and he does crazy things. Basically, if you're going to do something crazy for God, God will provide you either the means or the patience to possess it. So just do that. Make it the best you can. You know, and and make it make it as good of quality as anybody out there in the unsaved world has. Seriously. Like listen to some secular podcasts even if you don't agree with them. And just find out what they're doing aesthetically, find out how the quality of it sounds, like pick out the really big, good, popular ones and listen to just the sound of it, the aesthetics of it, and try to match that quality so that people will, first time listeners will listen to it and not be turned off by it, basically.
0: I think that's all good advice.
1: Sweet. We got one more question when well, we're finally done with the listener questions and then we'll we'll talk about the future for a little bit. So we got one more.
0: And our final listener question. Is there a way for me to donate?
1: Um, right now there's not. Um, This isn't really about the money at this point. I mean, like.
0: We've had conversations about this. We've we struggled with this.
1: Because we did
0: because co- we still do. <laughs> I don't know if we have uh, come up with an answer.
1: Yeah, because podcasting is not free. Even if you give it away free, like it costs money to buy equipment. It costs money to uh, host podcasts through like ellipsin It costs money to um, buy, yeah to buy a domain a don- domain name every year. It costs money to Buy a website, uh, and to make that website functionable, it costs uh, time that you know you have to put in to record episodes, it costs physical time to edit episodes. Um, what you receive and listen to for an hour to four hours each week does cost money, um, but like. And I get that there's a lot of ministries out there that take donations. It's just I'm very, I mean, like, I kind of want to give the podcast away for free as long as I can. For as long as humanly possible. Um, and that's just me. I mean, like, Kurt can can tell you that I'm not talking any sort of craziness or any sort of garbage here. But that's just always been my heart when it's come to ministry. You know, like one of the reasons I had a secular job when I was a pastor wasn't because I needed to have one. Like as an assistant pastor of a church, they would have paid me a salary. As a head pastor of a church, when I had my own church, I could have taken a salary. I didn't. I chose not to. I I could have. As an evangelist, people would take offerings and I would give those offerings to missions because I firmly believed in my heart that I didn't want to charge for the gospel. Like, there's enough televangelists and people out there that do that. And I'm not trying to start any sort of drama with people that do charge for podcasts or do offer donations. And I get it. People write in all the time very sincerely, like, we believe in what you're doing and we do want to support you. And we do want to help. And it comes from a, a place of wanting to partner with us. And that's all well and good. But there's just always been that part of me, if I'm just being authentic to who I am, that at this point, like, I if, this is a, like a free thing. Like, if we ever take on a different medium, if we ever go into, like, something that's going to be way more cost, you know, prohibitive, if we start, you know, producing documentaries or movies or... You know, crazy things like that. If we move into another phase and we have to crowdfund some something like that, that's, you know, that's fine. I'm not opposed to it. But for as long as humanly possible to be able to give this away for free and for me to be able to bless you guys, because that's part of this is like I want to bless everyone that's listening. And this is my way of blessing you guys. So, there really isn't necessarily a way to donate. Will there be at some future point? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I can't look into the future, but as long as humanly possible for just this podcast, like I really would prefer to be able to give it away as a blessing for free.
0: And and I I, just like to add to that, the, when you're speaking your mind and not asking for money, there is a sincerity to it. And you've always been very conscious of by not charging for the podcast and and nobody really charges for podcasts, but by not accepting money, your purity of message is untainted, uh, or at least unquestionable. So, uh, for, for that too, it's always been a struggle of if you take donations, uh, you know, could people call you out on taking money too? So it's, it's something we've discussed and, and the podcast will always be free. It's, but, but it's, it's definitely something we've, we've talked about and, uh, I, I, nobody has to worry about ever having to pay for Omega Frequency, the, the podcast.
1: Exactly. And you know, we've talked about doing some other things too, and we're kicking around some ideas. Like we do have people that have talked about maybe wanting a cool Omega frequency shirt because they do dig the logo. Like not everybody has issue with our logo. As a matter of fact, a lot of people like the omega frequency tagline. They like the, the name. They think it's cool. They like the, the image. They think it's cool. Um, What's really crazy is, uh, and this is kind of unrelated, but maybe I should share this because I probably should have shared it before. Um, I had a really interesting uh, conversation with somebody who actually recommends Omega Frequency to another person who's a Muslim, right? It's a Muslim teenager, and this Muslim teenager their parents check their iphone they check their uh they check their podcast players they check everything that they're consuming and if they were to be caught with christian stuff like blatantly christian stuff on their ipod that would be bad that would be really really bad but if you're if some if your parents checking the phone and they see the omega frequency tower they're not thinking christian they're not probably harassing this muslim girl you know So, I mean, like, that's the coolness of the logo, too, that we didn't talk about. It's like, it it allows some of that sheltering. Um, There are people that listen to this podcast in persecuted countries that have reached out and have talked about how they use it um, as a form of worship because they can't meet in certain places, but they can download podcasts and they're not worried about it getting caught on their phones. So that's kind of cool. Like... If, would people be interested in having an Omega Frequency T-shirt because they like the artwork or they like the punk image of it or whatever the thing is? That's something that we're kicking around. And if we were to ever do a T-shirt, we wouldn't do it to try to be like, oh, give us your money. But like, if you wanted to buy something to show your support of the Omega Frequency or you think the logo's cool or you want to use it as a witnessing tool, like, hey, what's that tower about? And you can tell them about the podcast about the beginning and the end. We would probably take that money and not use it to like benefit us. We'd probably put that towards um the website costs. We'd probably put that towards doing that. And you had a kind of a cool idea of doing like a once a year thing with the shirts.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be interesting like in in the fall on the anniversary of of the podcast. Uh there's a lot of these t-shirt services where you can let it run for a couple weeks where people can put an order in. And then maybe once a year uh, we do like a little t-shirt offering where if somebody wants a t-shirt, they can get one. Um, I haven't even looked into like, you know, how much we would even, nobody gets rich making podcasts. They sure don't get rich selling t-shirts. But uh, I think it's something if people want to, little piece of the show. It'd be a nice thing to offer to people. And then if there is any profit generated out of it, we would just put it into our hosting. Uh, and maybe, you know, that, that would be enough. We do that maybe once a year, a different design or a couple of different designs. Literally this is something we just started talking about last week. So, um, but we wanted to let you guys know, since this episode is sort of about the past, present and future of the, of the program, uh, one one thing I would like to say is, if if you really want to support the show, I I think you head over to uh, Amazon and buy a copy of uh, Phil Baker's book. Uh, I think it's pretty affordable. I've, I have the Kindle version. I think it was criminally low at just six dollars. So uh, that's uh, you know I, I think of him as a member of the team, and I think that'd be a nice way to support the show too, if that's something you're interested in, even if Uh, you don't read it right away, at least you'd have a copy. I've, I've I've started reading it, and I think it's great.
1: And I know that Justin has a donate page, too, for his hosting services, and so if you feel led to support the Fourth Watch, you can do that, too. So there are ways you can reach out and support and tangibly support if you feel like, hey, I just want to say thank you, and I want to bless you, or I want to stand arm in arm with you, like there are ways you can do it, um. And if you if you're interested in a T-shirt, let's do it this way. If you're interested in the T-shirt within the next couple of weeks, like so that we can game plan this because we would probably launch it in a couple months. But like if you're interested in a T-shirt, like email me or message me through my Facebook Messenger or email hey, me. Hey BDK. Yeah.
0: Maybe we should put that up as a poll question.
1: Yeah, we 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 probably should. Um, that
0: would be a great poll question. Speaking of the future of Omega Frequency. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, definitely. We should. We should definitely do the poll. Let's talk about the polls because this is kind of cool. But like. Yeah. Like, tell us, like, when we put this up, like, not only if you would be interested in having one, but what you would want it to look like. So, like, we'll we'll tailor the poll towards it. So yeah, that might come if there's a response, if, if it's, if it's enough that people would want something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, but let's talk about the future. Some about the future, like we're going to hit episode well, Baker 100 can next see week. 2. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about uh, the next hundred episodes and let's talk about some of the things that, that we can do to really grow this so that it becomes more of a community.
0: Absolutely. Uh, well, uh, we, as we were discussing, uh, one of the things that we're thinking about doing is is adding polls, maybe uh, at least in the beginning, every once in a while, but th- we'll be discussing them on the current episode of Omega Frequency. And then you'd be able to go to one of the social media sites and or the website and uh, answer. And that's going to be a new way of maybe people who are listeners of the podcast that want their voice heard, but haven't really reached out on social media, giving them a way to pretty fairly easily speak, uh, their voice a little bit through these, through these polls.
1: Yeah. And it's important because like, you know, we want to know if we're, if there's a spiritual need out there that people have, like, I mean, that's how bride bootcamp started. That's how, we really streamline the ready with an answer sort of thing. If you guys need to see, do we, do we not do enough interviews? Do we need to do more interviews? Do we need to possibly even do more episodes a week? If, if we have to do the, the, if the con, if we don't, you know, if we have to do more interviews and we need more content, like these are all things that we need to know from you guys. Like we want to give and we want to bless you with the content but we want to know if there's things that we're not doing still. I'm not talking about controversial, you know, topics, but if like there are needs um in the body of Christ that would make people stronger Christians or if you know we were kind of interested in that. So we're going to be possibly doing some poll- more polling. Um would you guys um we 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 really need to Put our heads together and figure this out. We need to streamline the process of how you guys get a hold of me because, you know, do you guys want maybe to communicate via Messenger? Or do you want a special email set up? Or, I mean, because like I get it from all different sorts of sources. And so, like, I will get 20 to 30 emails a day or messages a day, and sometimes even more. And so, like, Sometimes it takes me a while to to respond to each and every single person, and I try to do that. I'm a little bit behind sometimes, but, like, I really try to reach out. So, like, if we can figure out how we can grow this into more of a community so that we can hear your voice more authentically and so that we can hear your needs and so none of it falls through the cracks, we would be in good shape. So help us figure this out, basically, because we want to hear your voice. We don't want anything to fall through the cracks.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, it's it's really tweaking and, and making things more tailor-made to interact better with, with the audience. Uh, another thing that we're going to be doing is I'd like to, starting with episode 100, start adding chapter markers into each episode so you'd be able to skip ahead or go back to a uh, particular subject heading i I think this will be really beneficial with the ready with an answer episodes where we can set up a separate chapter for each question so if if you heard a question in a previous episode you wouldn't have to scan through a whole episode to to find that particular question I, i think this will be pretty helpful and beneficial going forward without adding too much uh, work to producing the episodes.
1: Yeah. And it's something that they're going to be featuring. I mean, like there's a bunch of new features coming from Apple that's going to help out with iTunes and stuff. And like the, the main thing is Lipson catching up with this. Cause I was looking at some of the chapter stuff and sometimes it doesn't always necessarily support some of that. So they're updating their stuff too. So and there
0: is some things coming down the line too with being able to offer a trailer, uh, so that's something we'll we'll have to be put putting together in the near future. Omega frequency trailer. So if you recommend podcasts, somebody could go check out a smaller sort of best of uh, moments to get a real feel for the uh, style of the podcast. See if that's something they're in- interested in without having to listen to a full episode. If if their uh, attention spans limited. Um so th- we're we're just trying to keep on top of of technologies coming down the road as well as just trying to be more interactive with you guys uh do you wanna see us more on youtube we're We're looking at that as a possibility of of expanding Omega frequency and, and maybe smaller different sized size chunks of of content um and right now we're we're basically just kind of having the conversations that b d k and myself have been having. Over the last couple months, uh, and it's it, right now we're more in the sort of auditioning ideas phase. So, but uh, I just want you to the audience to know that, uh, you know, this it's not episode one hundred. Drop the mic, turn off the lights. It's it's uh, what what what's new and interesting that we can do in the next two hundred episodes to to just make a a better podcast.
1: And that's why you're such an important part of this, bro. I mean, like like everyone needs brothers and sisters. Like I'm thankful for Phil, for Justin, for you. Um, just because I can't do this necessarily on my own. And I feel like in a lot of ways, like before we started Omega Frequency, we had that period of like planning. Right. And I feel that we're in that, that planning stage again. Like we're beginning to have conversations about where we take it next again. And like, those are conversations that you push me towards awesome resolutions on these are things that are in your wheelhouse like how to communicate these things over social media how to you know like we're going to be redoing the website too there's like the website's going to be a lot more easier to 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 navigate very very soon um we're going to be putting up a remnant resource page so that you guys can see resources that might benefit and bless you. Like we're going to have a landing page for Phil so that you guys can easily find all of his information and his blogs, Super easy. Like every Monday while you're downloading the mega frequency, you could just click one link over and get his blog, you know, find out where his blog is the next Monday, you know, like, so like hopefully it becomes more of a one-step shop. We're trying to do things to make the process way easier for everyone. And, Hopefully we can do that, and we we want your, you know, we want to include you guys in on this next planning phase of the process, right? Like, we don't want it necessarily just to be me and Kurt for the next year or so planning the second phase, the second arm of Omega Frequency. Like, if we can get some of your input, it's going to greatly, greatly help us figure out where we need to be so we don't have to course correct halfway through it again, you know? So, so this is where Kurt's going to step up and he's going to help me with some of the polls and stuff like that. And hopefully we'll be able to be just a little bit more streamlined in the way that we interact with people, because that's mainly what this is about. We want to make sure that we're communicating and interacting in a way that makes sense for everybody.
0: And please leave us an iTunes review. We'd greatly appreciate it.
1: Yes, we could end on that. Um <laughs> It it definitely
0: helps. I uh in preparation for this episode went to Apple's podcast and clicked on religion, religious and spiritual uh I forget the the subject heading, but in their religious tab and uh, was kind of looking at our podcast and um, we're starting to populate a little bit, but uh those reviews are what really helps people discover the podcast. So if it's not too much trouble.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, if you do want to support us, like, we always, like, I always tell people, it's, like, not always necessarily about money. There are other ways you can support what we do. Like, first of all, I just want to say thank you. Since we're celebrating this pre-Episode 100 and we're, you know, we're saying thanks to a bunch of stuff, I just want to take a second and say thank you to the Omega Frequency family because, like, every time I've ever needed you guys to pray about something... I posted on Facebook and I'm just like overwhelmed by the sheer amounts of likes that it gets and the sheer amount of people that come in the comment section that they're praying and the people that pray for Omega Frequency. That's the greatest asset that you can give me. I will take that over money each and every single day of the week because I have felt your prayers and your prayers have gotten me through some very dangerous situations and some very troubled situations but like the second thing that you can do and I and I should be saying this probably in every podcast cuz I know a lot of people in the podcasts they do they say leave a leave a review leave a like on iTunes like it's just part of the game like if you want if you think that omega frequency is awesome and you believe in it then tell somebody about it and then leave a review or a like on iTunes and put it out there so that Other people can find it because that's how people, you know, the random person looking through iTunes, it'll pop up more visibly. It's based on the ratings and the reviews. Um, You know more about that than I do. Just take a second and explain that to the people because you are way up on how that populates, whereas I'm just like, hey, I'm putting it out. (laughs) Well,
0: the only thing I was really going to add is even if you don't like it, leave a review. It's it's just – the, it just helps populate it in people's searching. And the, the more people that see the Omega frequency, the more likely they are to click on it. Th- these, these are for the the sort of cold listeners that have never heard of the podcast uh, coming across it. Um, but uh, you know, every little bit helps.
1: Amen. Well, everyone.
0: I, I one, I'm sorry, BDK. I just have one thing. Uh, but I know it's, it's quite the marathon here. Uh, I, I, I just want to say how, how proud I am of you and everything you've accomplished, uh, with, with the podcast. Uh, I did offer as one idea for episode 100, it was to maybe have some of your frequent contributors, to record a little soundbite that said, Hey, BDK, congratulations, 100 episodes. But of course, uh, your ego being what it is, uh, just didn't want that sort of self praise. So, uh, let, let me on behalf of all of them and, and your listeners just say how proud we are of you for hitting this milestone and, uh, and look, you know, it's, we, we look forward to the next hundred, two hundred thousand 200,000 episodes and we're really proud of everything you've accomplished in the last couple of years.
1: Thank you, man. Um, yeah, I always have a hard time accepting that kind of praise, but thank you, dude. Um, that, that's a blessing for you to say that. And I just want to thank everyone that listens. I mean, like, first of all, like, it's it's very humbling to see that people are listening around the world. It's very humbling that people reach out. It's very humbling that people are being saved. You know, that's it's all glory to God. And Kurt, I want to thank you because you're like me. You don't necessarily want all the credit and all the hoopla and all the stuff. But I am so grateful that you came on for our celebration episode, the pre-100 episode, the celebration one. Because you've been not only my best friend for so long, but you've been so supportive in this. And this doesn't happen without you. I mean, like, any reward that I get you equally get because I mean like you've been there since day one and you're always there and our listeners believe me, if they, if they would have known they would be thanking you just as much as they thank me because you're just as big a part of this. And I want to thank everybody that prays for Omega frequency. I want to thank everybody that contributes. Um, I want to thank all of the guests that have come on. I want to thank all the musicians that have come on and shared their their music and have debuted their music on the show. I want to thank everyone that's come on and talked about their books. I want to thank everyone who just, you know, forwards me like cool articles to read so that I know what's going on in the world. I want to thank Brother Justin. Like, you've been a tremendous brother to me, man. Um, I am so glad that I got to know you through all this process. Getting to meet one of the people that really inspired me to do this whole podcasting thing and then to be on your network, man, is a tremendous blessing, honor, and privilege. Uh, Chad, Kay, you guys have been so awesome. I'm so glad that I got to meet you. Brother Phil, man, you've just been a blessing to me more than you'll ever, ever know. Um, our Frequency family loves you, and we love that you share your time and your energy and your giftings to, to help people. But more than anything, man, like the, these these hours, they're crazy, and I get like it's kind of a bittersweet thing. Like my podcast or our podcast, because it's everybody's. Our the, it's the Frequency Families podcast. It's kind of sad in a way that that a podcast like this has to exist because the church should be kicking on all cylinders. We shouldn't need to have a remnant revolution we should be about doing everything that we're doing you know the church should be living that like just like they believe that they're in the last days we should know our bibles we should know that we're in the last days we should know everything that's going on and we shouldn't be fearful of these times but a lot of that is out there and so like i'm glad that even if i can do a small part to encourage the remnant that i get to do that That's a blessing, and that's something that I want to bless you guys with, and I'm extremely grateful to Jesus to do it. And I just want to say to everybody out there that's listening, like, go find your own episode 100 of something. Go equally serve God. Put yourself out there and serve other people. Bless other people. Use your talents. Use your gifts to their fullest extent, man. You don't have to have an awesome podcast. You don't have to be a minister you can be just a person working a nine-to-five job you could be a homebound person a grandma who can't get out but can pray but and can read the bible do whatever you can do in these last days to to serve christ to minister to him and then minister to the body we need each other in this hour we need to get back to that one for all all for one mentality and we need to love each other we need to encourage each other And we need to build each other up in our precious faith. And we need to not worry about all these crazy things that are going on out there. We don't need to worry about the future. Yeshua wins each and every single time. There is no scenario which he does not come back victorious and and take us to be with him. He is our blessed hope. He is our bright and morning star. He is the reason we do everything. And he loves us. He loves us as a bride and he wants us to be that bright. He wants us to reciprocate that love to him. So as you go forth this week, show that love to somebody. Do something tangible to at least one person this week to show them that Jesus loves them. Kurt, thank you for coming on.
0: Thank thank you for having me.
1: <laughs> no, man. Thank you for coming on. Kurt Lee, you're my you're my bud. Um it's it this has been a very special episode to me. I don't know if a lot of people are going to be like, it should have been more theological. But like being able to hang out and, and talk with my friend and present this to everybody has just been a blessing. So thank you for coming on. And uh, everybody, go with God this week. Go with God. Amen. Amen. As this week's episode draws to a close, I want to share with you how you can become a citizen of the kingdom of God. Because if you desire freedom from this world's system of slavery to sin, there is hope. The gospel, or the good news of the kingdom, is that through repentance and the finished work of Christ that's revealed to us in his death, burial, and resurrection, there is redemption. There is restoration. There is a freedom offered to us by God To each and every person who would receive Christ as the king of this kingdom. It says this in Mark 1.15. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Today can be your day. In this moment right now you can choose to serve King Jesus and surrender your life to him. You can switch your allegiances. You can turn from the kingdom of darkness and begin to walk in the newness of life. And that new life, it can only come as the result of a supernatural work by the Holy Spirit. You see, salvation and repentance, it's a supernatural act. It's something that God gives to us. And it's only possible because of His grace. No one can repent unless god grants that repentance john six forty four tells us that no man can come unto jesus except the father which sent jesus draws him by the holy spirit so it's the holy spirit that opens our eyes to our sinful condition he births godly sorrow within us over our sins and he allows us to see sin as god sees it and it's this insight That brings a supernatural desire to change our hearts, to take that first step in a new direction away from the sin that's destroying us and into the liberty that frees us. So, if you feel the urging of the Holy Spirit to obey the call of the gospel and enter into the new covenant of a relationship with the one and only true God of the universe through the blood of Christ then please accept the invitation that it gives to you in Isaiah 1.18 where he says, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Now, one way you could do this, one way you could reason with God, would be to prayerfully examine Exodus chapter 20. And read for yourself God's standard of perfection. Let them serve as an honest guide to the state of your life. Do a moral inventory of your life and then simply and honestly ask the Holy Spirit to show you the things in your life that don't line up with that standard. Ask Him to soften your heart so that you can begin to see your sin as God sees it. Ask Him to literally trouble your heart with godly sorrow over the times that you broke the laws of God. When that happens, soon you will realize that Romans 3.23 is true when it says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But if Romans 3.23 is true, that also means that Romans 5.8 must also be true. And it says this, But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus died to save you from your sins. And you can ask the Holy Spirit to give you the faith and the supernatural strength in this moment to call upon Jesus to save you from your sins. Now just do that from the honesty of your own heart. In your own words. Begin to call out to Jesus to save you. Lay down your old life and put on his new life instead. And realize that in Christ, through his blood, you can boldly approach the throne of grace and find the peace that passes all understanding, knowing that the Father sees the sacrifice of his Son where your sins used to be now if I can help you further either by talking with you more about the covenant of salvation that was paid for by the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus or if I can encourage you to take the next step in living a sold out radical kingdom life for him please visit OmegaFrequency.com and click on the navigational link entitled Salvation from there you're going to find a button that says please help me take the next step and if you use it I'll be able to communicate with you specifically about this matter. Well, as always, I want to thank you once again for taking the time to download this week's episode. It has been my honor to be able to spend time with you this week and discuss the things of Christ and His kingdom with you. Until next time, may Yahweh bless thee and keep thee. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with someone else. New episodes of Omega Frequency air on Mondays. And if you subscribe to us in iTunes, you'll never miss an episode. Our full podcast archives of previously aired shows, along with their original show notes, can be found online at omegafrequency.com. And we are also blessed... Be part of the Fourth Watch Radio Network. Please visit FourthWatchRadio.com today and check out a wide variety of episodes that cover paranormal and prophetic topics from a biblical perspective. Now, until next time, this is BDK reminding you that we don't need to fear the future because in the end, Yeshua the sure wins.